Yo, yo, yo. Hey. Yo. Look at you being all just hip and cool, Joe Yo-Yos. Just for the word. You're just for the hell you of it. You two, you fucking Yo-Yos. You two. <laughs> freaking talk off the, the air. Fresh. Oh, fucking making my head spin. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. Well, welcome to the Just for the Hell of It podcast. This is actually episode nine of these fancy podcasts Number that we nine. like to call them. Uh, that shocked me. It shocked you as well, Reggie. Yeah. Uh, and when I said it was episode nine, you're like, there's no fucking way. Uh, we were doing these. It's about a year since we started these. We did the first one on breakfast cereal about a year ago, about a year and like a week. February 19th, I think. Seems like a, that, wow. that seems like 17 years ago. It really yeah. does. Uh, and in fact, fact, the last one we did was only a couple months ago. We did the arcade games one, and that even seems like a year ago itself. But yeah, I thought that was over the, the summer episode. or something. No, that was actually in December. December, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Holy uh, but yes, this is the ninth episode of it. It is the official nonsense podcast of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. And it is the <laughs> week of February 24th, 2017. And this has always been the podcast that we set up to be some, like, we can talk about different things. We can talk about stuff that isn't comics, which we talk on our main podcast. You know, I, I love talking about comics, especially yours, Reggie. I oh, just yeah. love it. I know you guys uh, always but, look forward, to, and you never have any nonsense on that podcast too. No, so no, it's nice that, that you have an outlet thing. like this. The problem is, is we're so straight laced in our other <laughs> podcast that we have to, you know, branch out and do this podcast, have some nonsense, and uh, this one is something a little different because this week, Reggie, out of nowhere, you you actually got a hold of me and you said, "Hey, Jim, uh, it's not like you're recording every fucking day this week. <laughs> you son of a bitch! It just for the hell of a podcast." And you said, and tell everyone, you can tell Eric, you asked me this. I immediately said yes. I, uh -huh. I cannot take it down. I said, you okay, I'm in. Bitches, yeah, I said, I'm in. He was, said, he was real excited. He, he, he was yeah. battling off ideas. I was like, oh, yeah. all right, well, let's that, do it. That was the next thing. You asked me if you want to do this. Had no idea what you wanted to do right. it on. So I said, okay. Let's think of this. And that may basically means let me throw seven trillion ideas at you. And I was. I just had idea after idea after idea. Well, in the meantime as well, I had to get Eric involved. I did have to get Eric on board, which I knew was going to be tough. Uh, then but you I had almost a whole week to do it. That was the, that was the saving it, thing. Yeah. And you know what? It took me a whole week to do it. Oh, yeah. I didn't agree until today. Until today. I didn't know. I thought it was just going to be me and you, Reggie. But I did say, basically, I came with the idea. Listen, Reggie, I and I just threw it out there. Let's just do fucking a million top five lists. Throw it all on the podcast. Uh, less explanation of the list, just more lists. Because I do love lists, and Eric does as well. Uh, it's one of our big things that we always talk about. The thing is... When I go on online and look up lists, I look up top five uh, ways to shame myself in front of my kids. I look at this list. I don't necessarily read everything the list is about. If I look up lists on, even if it's like, oh, Eric, me and Eric are talking about, uh, you know, say we're talking about Nintendo games. I may go on a list and, oh, top five Nintendo games. I don't fucking half the time. I don't care what these fucking schmucks say about yeah. it. I just like to the list. I'm like, okay, I get it. Uh, so you tell this me is... what the pick is and show me that box art, motherfucker. Yeah, that's <laughs> all I want. I don't really care. So really the concept of this is we're going to do a little more explanation than that. But this is more of a each of us has at least five lists themselves, and we're just going to throw them out there. If it's something that interests the other people, uh, you know, me and you, uh, or me, you, what am I saying? Me However it works <laughs> out, yeah. 
you know what I'm saying? We could all jump in. We could mm-hmm. say, oh, you know what? I like your list, but my number one would be this. And I said, everybody picks top fives. Uh, Reggie, you pick some very interesting ones. Uh, I pick some. I had been asked questions throughout the time on the Slack chat by people, uh, members of the Get Fresh crew. And I kind of thought, uh, you know, what have they, what have I been asked and things like that? So some of mine are that some of them are just random lists that I don't know that anybody's going to be involved with, but Brandon, he might like one of them, (laughs) Uh, but really it is. It's just a bunch of lists thrown out there and we'll see how far we go with them. If we get to uh, you know, a long enough time that we think it's time to end and we still have lists. I said, we'll just rapid fire just without explanation, just give the rest of the list. And if this works out, I said, eventually we might have a podcast where we even get requests of, Hey, what do you think of this and this list and that list? Uh, because I, I do love lists. And in the meantime, we are recording this live on Mixler as we go here. So we might even, you know, add some people from the chat and say things like that. So if you're listening later on, you know, it's not going to make sense to you, but that's because you're not here. You be here or be there. Uh, What's the saying? Be here or don't be square. Something like that, right. Deal with it. But, yes, we're going to start out this. And I say, Reggie, you are going to start out with a list of yours and uh, go for it. All right. Well, let's start with top five baseball player names. You know, you guys obviously have pegged me as – not being a sports fan because I don't ever talk about or watch sports. Yep. But uh, I have, I do have a great, uh, you know, respect for the baseball tradition and especially for people with stupid names. So, gonna call there out a are. couple right here. Oh, there's some great ones too. And and I really, I really did sort of stay mostly in the 20th century because there was some names in the in the 19th century that were like you know Earl, you know Log Fingers Jackson or some <laughs> nonsense. And now I'll, I'll tell you that as we go on with this list, I have my own top five. Like I'm I made sure. a separate top five of this. One of mine does come from the 1800s. Uh, but I'll tell you before you go with yours, I tried to stay away mainly from uh, uh, freaking nicknames. I went with full real names. So I, I want to hear what you I did too. Is, for the most, for the most, we'll see. So we got number five is Raleigh Fingers. That guy's so. best known for pitching on the Milwaukee Brewers, of course. Got um, and his mustache. That's and it basically, it was it was really the mustache and the fact that his last name was Fingers and he was a great pitcher. That was just a good name. But that's why it's number just five. An aside, just as an aside, which again, I'm already going in the sides. You realize that that famous mustache of his was for a bet, and then really? he kept it. That I was didn't know not that. his. Oh yeah, that was not a look that he loved or wanted to go with. That was a bet, and then he he stuck with it because it became famous. But yeah, that has nothing nothing to do with his name. It got him to the glorious Brewers. He was like, ah, it must yes, have worked. Oh, the Brewers. So uh, number four is Catfish Hunter. He was uh, best known probably pitcher on the A's, also on the Yankees for a little while. No. Number three is Coco Crisp, uh, outfielder like for Kansas City. <laughs> well, we do love, like Coco Crisp. We love that name. You know what I mean? And he's yes. he, you know he's back on the Indians. I didn't know that. Yes, he is. Uh, number two is Dick Pole. Okay. Best known yes. as a pitcher for the Sox. He was also on the Mariners. And then number one, what do you think it is? Come on, Jim. What do you think it is? Number one for you would probably be Johnny Dickshot. <laughs> no. <laughs> is that real? He, he's That's on my a real list. Name. Oh, yeah. He's on my know, list. You'll hear my name. list. Uh, all right. No, no. Num- number one for me. Oil Camp Boyd. Nope. It's uh, Rusty Cunts, outfielder okay, yes, for Rusty. the fucking White Sox and later on yes, the Tigers. Rusty Cunts. Cunts, he said. Rusty Cunts. I, I'm telling you, 
I stood away from rusty cunts because basically I usually do try to stay away from rusty cunts, hey, but I, I did stay away from it. And in fact, when I had my list, I yelled out to skinny penis. It was in the other room. And when I said it, he immediately yelled out rusty cunts because he actually knows he has watched a list oh, of yeah. crazy names. And I'm like, no, I had a feeling and I'm, I'm fucking hitting myself that I didn't call that out because I was going to put that in didn't. So it makes sense that that is your number one. I am going to give you mine because rusty cunts is a great one and i'll believe me johnny dick shot is on my list but uh my number five is a guy who pitched in from 1910 to 1915 and it really seemed like this would belong in the dcu our dc comics podcast because uh -oh. his name is mysterious walker oh yes okay. <laughs> i do like that uh, number four was a first baseman and outfielder. And a lot of these guys jump from team to team. They're guys who, you know, you can mention teams that they were in a lot of teams. That uh, Now, my, my list is going to take a theme from now on. After Mysterious Walker, uh, there's a theme because number four is Dick or Pete. Lecoq. <laughs> that is him. He, he was a uh, in the 70s. He was a first base and outfielder. And the next one is a shortstop who did play from 1879 to 1895. I think it was on the Pirates for a bit of that and really was a good fielder who actually lasted his fielding records lasted for 100 years. Uh, Ozzie Smith ended up breaking a couple of his records of, of fielding percentages and things. And that is Jack Glasscock. Nice. Uh, number two is who I said. Johnny Dickshot. Mm. Now, Johnny Dickshot was an outfielder from 1936 to 1945. He, the best is, you would think that a guy named Johnny Dickshot, it's bad enough. He had a nickname that went with it. He was known as Ugly Johnny Dickshot. <laughs> so, so, like, it wasn't bad enough. Like, they saw him and like, you know what, Johnny? Your name's pretty cool. We're going to call you Ugly Johnny Dickshot. <laughs> and number one, uh, for me, to keep on with the deal is, is a is a name that you already mentioned. My number one is Dick Pohl. There you go. Which is actually a guy who I remember seeing him play, uh, you know, in the 70s, and I used to laugh all the time. Now, I also had a thing where I told uh, Skinny Penis that one of my favorite duos, which is not as funny as, say, a ugly Johnny Dickshot, it was when Dave Cash and Don Money played together, and I thought that was hilarious. Cash was Money. Kid. Yeah, I thought the Cash is Money. The skinny, but yeah, is Skinny Penis good at baseball at all? Uh, no, no, he's, he's, he's got he's the nickname. He's good now. Yeah, that is true. He's more football and basketball. Honestly, I think he's more of good at shit talking is what he's good at. <laughs> he is very good at shit talking, which kind of led to him being suspended. Trained by week. the best, right I now, think, right? Right now, Skinny Penis is on a three-day uh, at-home suspension oh. because he got Which is also fun. called vacation. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. But I'm going to go to the next list. Unless, Eric, do you have any baseball names that you want to add? I have none. He has none, so we're going to move on. This is, like I said, this is going to be rapid fire. My next one is one that, I don't know, it's, it may be controversial, uh, whatnot, but it is going to continue on the sports theme. This is a very, it's a list that you see all the time, but it's top five NFL quarterbacks of all time. And I was doing this as well with Skinny Penis, and Skinny Penis had some crazy ideas, so I didn't go with him. So I'm going to start number five. Number five is Steve Young. Uh, maybe he was on the Buccaneers, but then obviously got traded and was behind Joe Montana on the 49ers. Uh, 
Yes, obviously. And <laughs> I, I really like Steve Young. He won one Super Bowl, but uh, to me, uh, most of the time was wasted behind Joe Montana. But then he did helm the San Francisco 49ers to one Super Bowl. And I like him. He's a very mobile quarterback, a lefty, a lefty. Also, I told Eric, Steve Young is like a he might have the most uh, gifted life like a, a he's charmed because I don't know if you know this, Reggie, mm. but he he is a lawyer. He also works for the NFL Network, I believe, still. But he's also the descendant of Brigham Young. Wow. Here's the thing. He went to Brigham Young University. How cool would it be to go to Brigham Young University, be the starting quarterback on the football team, and actually be the relative yeah. of Brigham Young? It sucks. It sucks. Sounds like he had to be a Mormon. That's the worst part. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, though, I don't care because if that doesn't get you laid, you're never getting laid. Oh, well, you and, know. And he was another one. He, during his career, I believe, he did not get married until after he retired because he was getting too much trim, as they say. Yeah. That's the official word. Uh, number four. I Number four is a guy who just retired, and that would be Peyton Manning. Uh, I love Peyton Manning. Uh, my wife, it, it, like you said, who is it? Bill Paxton, your wife? Uh-huh. Hates yeah, she refuses yeah. to my watch Bill Paxton Peyton except for in so Tombstone. Fun. Is it just his jerk-off face? Yeah, no, she hated just his, you know, histrionics at the at the line and changing plays and pointing. And she couldn't watch a game with him. So right there, he's ups on my list. But he's awesome. He, he won two Super Bowls. The reason why he's not higher on the list is because he did kind of struggle in the postseason at times, even with the two uh, Super Bowls. But the last one he won with Denver really wasn't him. He was struggling. Uh, but speaking of Denver, number three is John Elway. Uh, he, t- for some reason now, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle a bit when they talk about quarterbacks. I do think that he was a great quarterback for the most part at the beginning of his career. He kept going to Super Bowls and losing, uh, but it wasn't his fault. He was the whole team, but he he's awesome. He ended up winning two Super Bowls at the end of his career, more for, from Terrell Davis than him, but he does have two Super Bowls. Number two, uh, this is where a lot of people jump around. When I was growing up, Joe Montana was always considered the be-all, end-all. Oh, yeah. He was the winner. He was always the guy who was number one. He's now number two. To what me. a haircut, huh? Who he? Oh, and yeah, really. It's Joe. Uh, Joe Montana. He won four Super Bowls with the San Francisco 49ers and almost went to one with uh, Kansas City then when he went to Kansas City afterwards. Uh, but he's number two. And number one is, and I know a lot of people hate him now, but it's Tom Brady. I, I just, he's not my favorite player. It, the, the Patriots, I don't like the Patriots for say. I'm an Eagles fan, but you got to admit it. Even Brandon. You got to love Tom Brady. Brandon's a Buffalo fan. Even as the Super Bowl, this past Super Bowl was going on, all of a sudden Tom Brady starts marching down. If you give him any time at the end of a game, no matter what, it seems like he'll win. And I messaged to Brandon. I'm like, he's going to win it. And Brandon fucking messaged back. I know. And it fucking kills me. And yeah. then afterwards, I wrote. I think Brandon's him. driving down to Quake and Todd right now because he's listening in. I think he probably, you know. Oh, I'm telling you, I laughed my ass <laughs> off, though, because in the freaking, you know, the, the Twitter conversation we're having during the Super Bowl, Brandon was so happy that the Patriots are losing. Like, it was the best moment of his life. I saw that about. all over Twitter. It was, like, it was oh, like, it was like, shit. you thought it was like the greatest day. You know, this was like somebody a better day. talk Brandon off the goddamn ledge right yeah, now. Yeah, well, and even Brandon, who's yelling in the chat that if Jim Kelly isn't number one, the list is wrong. It's nonsense. Uh, but I even said afterwards when they had won, I said, yo, Brandon, that that's it. it. You have to admit it. He is the best. And Brandon's like, I fucking hate the guy, but I got to admit it. And, you know, he may not admit it now. He might have been drunk. Uh, but, yeah, Tom Brady to me is the top. No, he's the number one NFL quarterback of all time. Uh, anybody want to say anything about my list, that is perfect. 
Uh, I um, know two um, of the people on it, or three. Yes, yes. Yeah, so. I think I know three, possibly four. Come on. So we're both ahead of Wrong Turn in... Yes, you are. Football. Yeah, Wrong Turn. Actually, today I asked Wrong Turn. I named about 17 uh, former 49ers to see if he knew who they were. He knew none of them, and he made no sense uh, of anything. And, and Eric's about to kill Wrong Turn. But oh, I, I Eric, actually uh, I thought I was going to make him cry. I actually told him that I hated him today, and he got very upset about that. Yep, wow. Eric said he hated him. But we're going to move on to Eric's first list. What is your first list, Eric? Top five movie bullies. Ooh, yeah, this movie is a hard bull. This is a hard list for me to put together because there's so many good fucking movie bullies out there. But number five is Scott Farkas, played by Zach Ward in A Christmas Story. He has <laughs> yellow eyes. My God, he had yellow eyes. Classic. Tony, this guy, he he freaking drove Ralphie to the point of going insane where he went and beat the hell out of him. I'm telling you, just the look of him and the fact that he had a toady with him made him on this list. I'm like, you know what? I saw Scott Farkas. I was talking. Actually, I was trying to talk to Zach Ward earlier this week. Didn't get back to me. So. I was thinking about that. I'm like, you know, I love Scott Farkas. I have to have him on this list. But number four. Well, can I interrupt one oh, yeah, real ahead. quick? I did talk to him today. I sent him a message on Twitter, and I told him what we were doing, and I figured you were going to add him. So I asked him what he would think. We're doing a top five bullies, and he said that he was proud to be a bully. This is exactly <laughs> what he said, and he better be up uh, past Biff. That's all he said. Uh -oh. so, and, you know, that's funny. Biff actually did not make my list at all. Okay, so he did, but that's all he said. He's like, I'm proud that I was a bully. I better be uh, up more than Eric Biff. was about to get bullied. That would have been kind of, well, it would have been kind yeah, of cool. It would have been good. But well, yeah. it's funny, too, because when I was talking to him earlier, I sent him a thing, a tweet earlier about uh, I was watching Friday the 13th, the series, and he was playing a bully in this one episode, and I wanted to talk to him about it, which it's funny. He seemed to be playing bullies all the time, but, you know, looking at his later career, it's like it's hard to think of this guy playing a bully ever, just the way he looks. But uh, number four, Melvin Moody, played by Matt Dillon in My Bodyguard. <laughs> this guy, I'm telling you. I struggle because I I hate Matt Dillon so goddamn much. I don't like putting him on a list of anything because I hate his jerk off Why? face. I hate his jerk off. I don't know. It's There's something about Italian? him that just fucking that bothers me. No, no, I don't like Italian. Italian. I don't know. Well, I can't think of what I don't like about him. He can't stand him. He There's just doesn't like him. He says I, it all the time. I, I he never liked him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, not for nothing, but the two of you, you know, don't look entirely dissimilar eric i hope that yes, doesn't we do you son of a bitch. i i thought i don't want to make you mad but i'm just telling you <laughs> we are very different people how dare you i'm saying that but you know you got to pick on somebody pretty bad in order for somebody to pay a guy to fucking protect you in my bodyguard which is a very underrated flick yeah no, number three the heathers from heathers i didn't list all the freaking names but you know shannon doherty's in there so you know they're gonna be bitches right yeah. off the goddamn bat and i figure you have to be a pretty bad boy for someone to go around and start killing people because of it how many times does Jim come in on a Monday and say, color me tired? Does he ever? <laughs> he, he ever color me tired. He, he, he never I, says I, that? I walk in. <laughs> uh, this, is not a, this is no joke. I walk in. Eric waves to me, and I give him the finger. And then I walk over, and then he comes over, and I say, I want to fucking die. And then, he, and then, he's, you know, then the day begins. Happy that's Monday. Monday every day. Happy days. Yeah, and that's about every day. And then around 11, I say, I want to get the fuck out of here, and then we have to stay there. And that's what, it has, it has you eating, uh, that's what has you eating uh, two-week-old meat. You know, you're just like, that's maybe right. this could be it right here. It's two things. Either I'm going to get tapeworm, and it's the best goddamn diet I've ever been on, or it, it kills me, and I, I'm done. There you go. Boom. What's next? Number two, Chris Hargensen, played by Nancy Allen in the movie Carrie. 
Again, you have to be oh. a fucked up kind of person to do the shit that she did to Carrie in that movie to cause her to yeah, kill dude. most of the goddamn school during prom night. Dude, dumping a bu bucket of pig's blood on someone's head? That's next level fucked up in this you're right i'm telling you that fucking, is, and not that only that the fact that she's really the whole movie slaughtering a, bitch, a pig yeah. to get the goddamn blood too with john travolta that's right but that's right she it was really hard for me not to put her as number one because of that that is just a whole other degree of fucked upness like you were just saying but my number one because it is my favorite boy of all time buddy Ravel, played by richard tyson in three o'clock high oh yeah he is the ultimate bully of all time but the thing is i had this whole theory going on because you know we start this movie off Buddy Ravel's gonna be transferred to the school. Everybody has heard stories. He fucking killed his guy. He like, you might have killed his parents. He killed a teacher. He decked the teacher. All this shit's going down the line. At the end of the movie, when freaking, you know, uh, Casey Semenko finally kicks his ass, knocks him out, he takes off. Everybody's talking about Casey Semenko at the end of the movie. I'm starting to think that, like, now he has become this boy character. Like, Buddy Ravel, yeah, yeah he didn't like He's being touched. He's a victim. Touched. He doesn't like being touched. That's all. If, he didn't, exactly. if no one touched him, he wanted to be alone. it would have been fine. And he looked a little like Jim Morrison. That's me. all. He looked that was a lot what like I Jim saw. Morrison. Yeah, well. That's what I thought. He looked like Jim Morrison. And then later, it, it sends him to such a spiral that he wants to kill a kid in goddamn kindergarten cop, for Christ's sake. If the dean had never touched <laughs> what him. happened? Or the, whatever. The if the principal had never touched him, there would never have been anything. Yeah. It, it all no, came no out of that. There's no problem at all, but yeah. I have a feeling, though, that Casey Semenko's life at the end of this movie is going to be ruined because he's going to have this reputation the rest of his life, just like Buddy Ravel had before that. Ruined, or is yes. it going to be made incredible because everyone I, will I, fear I don't think him. Buddy Ravel's life was incredible, honestly. I don't think you know yes, what incredible yeah, is. Yeah. The uh, here's the deal. You want to hear my list now? I have a list that I did. Number number five is actually a tie for me, and that is the paper boy from Better Off Dead. Who I, I <laughs> do dollars. think he's full-out bully. He, this guy wants $2. He's going to kill somebody for it. And a, you know, a classic that has a spot in our heart, Chet from Weird Science. Oh, he, yeah. He's yeah. a hell of a bully. Uh, the, and also, doing this list, I wanted to try to get people who I didn't think Eric would pick, though one I thought he would. But number four is Fred O'Bannon. Banyan and Dazed and Confused, played by Ben Affleck. He is a fucking dick. Yeah, he's, he's pretty fucking bad. He's a fucking bully, if, if there yeah, ever was Paul one. Rudd? Uh, no, no, that was no, uh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Oh, Ben Affleck, that's what I mean. Sorry. Yeah, Ben Affleck. And I thought he was just awful. Uh, number three is Biff Tannen from Back to the Future. That was the one that I thought that Eric would get. Uh, and yeah, yeah he's, he's just a bad, bully. But again, it's like, you know, he's this really bad boy. But for the end of you, like, he ends up in life, he's pretty much a freaking manservant okay. by the end of that well, fucking flick. Yes, so he's he is. so emasculated. It's terrible. Like, okay. I can't even, you know, have him on a list because of how bad he is. He basically ends up getting three generations, he gets a mouthful of manure. You know what yes, I mean? Like does. for all his bullying. But anyway. Are you ready for me to blow your mind, Eric? Because these are ones that, and Reggie, uh, number one, will blow. But the next one, Ace Merrill, stand by me. He is a fucking oh, bully. Man. That guy's a criminal. That's, see, uh, no, there's way there's way more than bullying going on that. He is on I'm the path you, of a fucking murderer. Yes, he is. Uh, he is he's a still a bully, though. He, he is a psychopath, but he is also a bully. The shit that he does is very, like isn't, you said. Isn't a murderer really someone that's just bullied you out of your life? That's all. That is true. You know? it, it, yes. <laughs> it's just a bully you haven't met yet <laughs> uh, number one though i think reggie will agree and, and eric you'll be like holy shit that is nurse ratchet from one floor oh, she bullies so bad that people are killing themselves around them brad like, had enough he was like you're yeah, gonna tell my mom she, fuck, i'm gonna take that easy way out is the worst bully to me in the history of bullies that she just sits there psychologically just tearing people apart that yeah the uh, suicide happens because of her 
but that that is my top five list. Anybody, Reggie, that you have thought number one actually at one point and he didn't even make my top five was not Buzz was the first one that came up to to mind from Home uh, Alone. From Home Alone, but instead of Buzz, I would have put that goddamn. That guy is a fucking dick. I hate him. And if I had biggest dicks in movies, that would he'd be number one. I, I definitely would have him. Any other bullies for you, Reggie? Uh, I can't think. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not a movie bully, but for some reason, coming to my mind is Gooch. But I will say that when I was a uh, when I was a kid, watched oh, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. I really wanted to. Uh, do things with Nurse Ratchet. I don't know why. I really Did found. You? I I, and I do. I agree with you. She's a bully and she's a horrible human being. But something about. I think I wanted to be that that naughty school mom you just or something. Like, like a, you like a strong woman. Yeah. That, yeah. that would take control. I want her to that's subjugate me and, and make me take uh, sleepy time drugs. So. Yeah, she took sleepy time. That's drugs, little. That's yeah. a little peek into my soul for you. That's all. Yes. <laughs> go, okay. uh, that's that's the end of that list. Now yeah. on to your next one, Reggie. What is your next? My one? next. This is probably the most controversial list. This is going to cause you guys to go into a fury top five cakes oh cakes Are you ready yeah number five angel food cake with chocolate icing number four red velvet cake oh this is this is the controversial one right here number three carrot cake oh you are that's it insane. that's it I'm, eric's walking away right now he's done nope, i'm done I think, I think i just heard his headphones so it slammed down uh, <laughs> he this one's good. this one's gonna make Jim. I I this I practically knew this list would make you both fucking few. Number two, Black Forest cake. I like a good Black Forest cake. But okay, number okay. one, number one. I think we can all agree, Carvel ice cream cake, the best, Ooh. the best cake. Come on, is Give that is that could be the, a fudgy uh, the whale. It could be a cookie is puss. That fudgy the whale. It could or be it? sure. Whatever well, one you want. Again. It's your birthday, Co uh, cookie well, puss. Cookie Puss. I, I, or Cookie Opus, love cookie the, uh, the uh, Irish the one. That, uh, cookie Puss, the way that they use that ice cream cone as the nose, uh, fucking yeah. perfection. Do you remember I the mean, commercials, how... though, where they would have Cookie oh, Puss? Yeah. He actually came from outer cookie. space. <laughs> I'm Cookie Puss. Yeah, it was like all yeah. high-pitched. I'm Cookie oh, Puss. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Cookie Puss has come down from the stars. I don't know. My, my favorite cake is the band cake. Yeah, you love cake. Uh, I and do. That have... movie about ecstasy, layer cake. Ooh. That uh, I I think I like the song by Van Halen, Pound Cake. Uh, that's my favorite. Oh, yeah. and I, but I hate Pound Cake. Actually, Reggie, the one that would infuriate me the most of what you said was your first one, the uh, vanilla. He was it? yelling about it today. Yeah, the angel food cake with uh, chocolate frosting. I'll, I'll fucking kill somebody if they ever give me that cake. I fucking hate it. Really? I, I just. No, I'll tell you, he went ballistic just talking about it earlier today at work. And, and you didn't even I, know I had picked this on the list. That's the thing. Nope. <laughs> because you'll see, my number one is the exact opposite, which is the perfect cake. But uh, my kids, I, I've talked about it on the podcast, our, our big podcast before. There's five birthdays in from, uh, I guess, uh, February 6th till March 6th. We yeah. have five birthdays. You have to make we a six-foot cake. That's all. Fucking cakes. I get so <laughs> many cakes. And if. Everybody knows that if it actually is, you know, an angel food cake with chocolate icing, that's the safe way to keep daddy from eating the cake. Wow. So they end up having that, and I, I fucking flip my But not the safe way to keep daddy from bitching. No. Yeah. No. This whole thing, the whole family has to take preventative measures that they get to eat so daddy doesn't fucking eat all their goddamn food. Here's the thing, though. That's the one day that actually I could eat because anytime we go food shopping, they're fucking in that food within seconds. I don't even get there. All daddy wants is a star crunch. <laughs> 
have a star crunch. <laughs> we, we go shopping usually Friday night. By Saturday morning at 7 a.m., the box is empty. We get the big box. It's empty. It's <laughs> a big box, Reggie. I get so fucking angry. I get so, all I want is a star crunch. My fucking whole week would be good. Here's mine with ice. <laughs> Number five is carrot cake. Uh, I do like carrot. You fucking oh, so. monsters. Nice. You have top five cakes. You're just sitting there thinking, what fucking has cake in the name? Yeah, carrot cake. Yeah. Uh, number four, ice cream cake. And again, I get so, we have so many ice cream cakes in this time of year that I do get sick of them. Uh, but I like myself some ice cream cake. And when you say that it's, you know, fudgy the whale, pretty goddamn good one. Cookie puss. That's if it had good your one. name on it, you'd like it too. That's, uh, that's the thing. None of them have your name on it. They all have your, your, yeah. your damn family's name you know, on it. It's, but if it's they funny, said Jim Verna. talking about all these things. I only just learned about these different Carvel cakes like fucking probably two years ago. I had no idea what any of this shit was. Really? Wow, no, your mom sucks, up, dude. Holy shit. Town. Uh, the other thing is, I do want to say, I never even told anybody. I didn't even. I told Eric, but then we didn't get it. But then we did. Uh, we actually had one of the ice cream cakes this year from uh, Dairy Queen, and it had a picture of Post Malone, the rapper. <laughs> and at one point, nobody wanted to eat it because the cake it's looked dirty. Like yeah. Because Post Malone. <laughs> still, it was I'm saying goodness. it's not going to taste very good. Is whatever it is. The guy was fucking, you know, my son was fucking with us all and got Post Malone. Thought it was the fucking hilarious. My next one, number three, cheesecake. Damn it's right. It's Boo. the name, so I went cheesecake. Uh, I am one that does not want any of that guy. I don't want cherries on it. I don't want blueberries. I don't like topping like that fruit topping shit on my cheesecake. I just like cheesecake by its goddamn self. I, I'm sure Eric likes fucking cherries galore on there or whatever. What do you like? I like I like get a fruit sauce and go on top. It's pretty good. I don't. Uh, I I like the cheesecake. I don't need to. That's why your bowel movement's like a soft serve. That's like a chunk That's of fucking uh, cream cheese right there. Right. I mean, yikes. The other day. It looked like Fudgy the Whale for Christ's sake. <laughs> heard that thing in there. Number two, uh, this actually came from Skinny Penis. He loves red velvet cake, so he did ask, ask yeah. me. To put that on, and number one, chocolate cake with vanilla icing, and that is the perfect cake. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. That's fucking. That's where it's at. That's the best. What about one. a pineapple upside down cake? No, no. Oh. I think I am. What am I fancy? You and I are like are like those Mr. black Red white Velvet people in that Star Trek episode. <laughs> yeah. You remember the, the the people that are half black, oh, yeah. half white. You're, you're, Jim is the one that eats the black cake with the white icing. I eat the white cake that's with the right. black icing, and we fucking I, I eat it all. murder each other. Yeah, can't we just get along, no. Reggie? Can't no. we get along? No. Here's uh, any uh, cakes for you, Eric. Not to said pineapple upside down cake. Okay, so that's your one that you said. Okay. Yeah. I I've never. I probably have only had pineapple upside down cake like well, once. I'm telling you, for the most part, you put a cake in front of me, it's gonna be gone. Yeah. yeah that's it's true. true. It's a messy cake. That one. It's not really good on I the go. I, I bet I've only had it once or twice. Why do I eat cake on the go? Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm driving in the car. I want to eat a piece go. of fucking you know cheesecake. I'm in. <laughs> it's fucking pineapple upside down cake. It's all over the place. It's on my lap. On the go. I, anything I need to eat, it better be good on the go. It's like, I imagine I need something good on the go. Hey, I'm going to go walk to 7-Eleven real fast. Better get a piece of cake while I'm on my way. Yeah, well, you, exactly. you, you need to keep you know, energy up. That's why I don't eat steak dinners while I'm driving. They're not good on the go. That's just a plain and simple thing about it. Uh, my next list is top five sports video games. Top five sports video games. Uh, number five. 
Virtual Tennis, uh, the Dreamcast version, you can either have the regular oh, one. Amazing. Yeah, I love that game. And actually, I'll even tell you, that barely beat out Blades of Steel, a double dribble uh, freaking tandem. Uh, I know that's one of Eric's favorites, the Blades of Steel. Blades and of Steel is one of my all-time favorite games. I like, I like double all. dribble a little bit better, but they basically were almost the exact same game. They were, they were the same yeah. game. But well, I, well, I, double, well, Blades of Steel had the fighting, but that was a horrible Damn fighting. right. And it had that goddamn freaking, you know, in between periods, you could play that little freaking Galaga game. That's or right. Yeah, was. There was, that's right. There was a and, little and extra still, game. Blades of Steel fighting might as well have been double yeah. dribbles. Uh, fucking, Free you know, that injury. stupid dunk. Yeah. Fucking, you remember that dunk oh, animation? Oh, yeah, yeah, where, that, where it would cut away into a fucking, yeah, yeah. The, the pixelated dunk. Yeah. And, and you get work. so good at the game that you literally can do that every time. So, like, fucking yeah. like half of the game is just and watching that shit. don't want to do that, there's the spot on the court that you hit the threes yep. constantly yep, in that yep. game. But, yeah, Virtua Tennis was my, my pick. I love that game. I thought it was awesome. And one of the things is I actually do like to play video games with my kids. It's the one thing that I like to do with my kids, probably the only thing. And uh, Virtua <laughs> Tennis is a great two-player game especially when you're double part it doubles partners it's yeah. fucking awesome i love it uh played tons of that uh one thing too even in another honorable mention before i go uh eric had mentioned that he we were trying to decide if uh, tony hawk pro skater was necessarily a sports game and if i we kind of were trying to debate that but that would be very close to that, that's an amazing game yeah that game. But number four is Tecmo Bowl football. This is the 1989 oh, yeah. one. The one. Because then a couple years later. The music alone is fucking incredible. The sound, uh, I the love it. One, I played the shit out of that. Uh, obviously, people, the big joke was Bo Jackson was freaking unstoppable <laughs> in that. But I actually preferred Walter Payton in it. And on defense, if you were playing the Giants and you had Lawrence Taylor, he fucking killed everyone. Uh, but, yeah, I, I do like that. That That is a game that was always fun. I actually played a lot of that at college because it was a real cool game to have just a bunch of guys around oh, yeah. playing like that i really liked it my next one is uh kind of a sleeper pick and it is nfl <laughs> 2k5 and i played this on the xbox and it, it basically it was the 2k series of football that the uh started on the dreamcast and then went and they they were on other things and it was uh, in competition with madden uh the john madden football uh this one had uh terrell owens on the cover he was on the eagles at that point and it was a really great game but the big thing about that game was it came out most games at that point i would say if i remember were 49.99 they were right under 50 bucks that game came out at 1999 the minute it came out because they, they really wanted to compete with madden like yeah. they were always they they were always like the uh almost like this like i said the sleeper pick but it was like one of those where people who didn't want to say they like madden because everybody else did went with the 2k i preferred the 2k this game to me was probably the best video game football game to this day i loved it so mm. much i thought it was a great game the problem was EA did as well, and with that price tag, they got pissed and immediately went and bought the NFL license, and NFL 2K tried the next year to come out without the license. They had, a, a, like, a freaking Hall of Famers and stuff, yeah. and then it died. No, yeah, bought it. Nobody bought it. So I don't think I've played a football game since the 90s. And this was the last time, you know, that that was it. Sega was done with the football because EA, it was too much of a, a competition and they bought the license like a like dicks. I was so angry. Uh, number two is NBA Jam. And oh, yeah, definitely. I loved that game so much. So I played it on the Genesis. I thought it was 
probably one of the funnest games I've ever played. Uh, and even the thing, there, there's a lot of people who, like, they have their favorite duo. And really, the best duo is Carl Malone and John Stockton, Utah Jazz. Sure there's, there's no fucking doubt about it. They were fucking awesome. Uh, and the, now my favorite delivers. And my favorite hidden character in that was probably Bill Clinton. But even that, that was like the first time. That game really took the cheat codes or, you know, the they weren't really cheat codes. They were more, what would you call like them? big Power head mode? Because you'd have big head mode. Yeah, there were so many different codes you could get to put in. It was so much fun. I loved that game. Plus, when I played it, we used to have, uh, like, competitions where we'd have a round robin and stuff like that with NBA Jam. And we had my one buddy, Joe, who was one of those guys. And it still makes me laugh thinking about it right now. He was one of those guys that would play a game. And you would play it all day, and he'd still be fucking asking you, like, what's the B button do? <laughs> Let's pass. And he's taking full-court shots, and my buddy Brett almost fucking killed him because he got so angry. But number one for me is actually not even the best game in the series, but because it's the it's the game I played the most of any game. It's NHL hockey. Uh, it's the 92 one. They call it NHL hockey 92. Yeah. Uh, but I played on the Genesis. It's the EA NHL hockey. It was the first one. Yeah, boy, so good. that thing up the ante. Hockey games. Before that, you had, you know, even on the Nintendo, you had, okay, I got to pick between a fat guy and a skinny guy. Yeah, it was nonsense. It was, it was based on, 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 on. It used to be basically like basketball translated to a hockey, yeah. you know, skin. That's all it was. Even <laughs> other ones you'd have, and it'd be three on three. You'd have, right. All of a sudden, NHL hockey came out. It was fucking awesome. It had the teams and the players. It kept stats, and it fucking blew my mind, though I still think the 94 version, uh, to me, was the best player. I think 94 is, is when it really, yeah, I remember, I played that at but, that time. Uh, the 92, like I said, it was just called NHL hockey there, but it blew my mind. In fact, at, at the point that it came out, I was in college. I actually ended up buying a Genesis and only had that. I bought the Genesis in that game. I had the Pack and Sonic game and NHL hockey and didn't have another freaking game until I, after I graduated college. And I played that every single day. You didn't day. play any Toe Jam and Earl? That's what you weren't playing nope, that? Not, uh, I'm telling you, I had no, no other game. No Bandicoot? I, I don't understand. Anyway. What do you think I am? A, a fucking rich guy? <laughs> I, I was in college. I was eating ramen noodles and, and fucking playing NHL hockey. You're eating ramen I, noodles now. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, you know, I'd probably play NHL hockey, son of a bitch. I loved it. And again, that's because basically uh, hockey at that point was my my big sport. That was the sport I played. All the, you know, everything about it. I was all into hockey. And that blew my mind. It was, it was finally the first time that I thought that actual hockey was translated into a video game. It blew my mind. It really yeah. did. Uh, any others you guys want to add i'm telling you golden tea is always is on my list for i think number one arcade oh, game right. we did that last uh you know like to, uh just for the help of podcast but any golf game in, in general i pretty much love whenever i get on hold of them and just start playing like nintendo golf i thought it was such bullshit when i first got it because i got it like a yard sale as a kid or something like that and i i ended up playing it over and over and over again i love golf games yeah, now, Nintendo I, I, bowling was a good game too. It was it was more nuanced than you think and had a lot of variables to it. But it was another one of those games where once you find the spot, it's just yeah. it's just strikes yeah, nonstop. Actually, You're killing it. I don't know it. if you I ever played Nintendo bowling. It had actually, it has one of the best songs too. Look it up on YouTube. The Nintendo bowling like sucks select screen or whatever. It's insanity. 
I actually uh, like uh, golf games. I actually really liked uh, Mario Golf a lot. I really did like that. Yeah. I like games. I had a bunch of Tiger Woods games and stuff like that that I really liked. Uh, and that's one of the sports I even said to Eric when we were talking about uh, things. That's one of the few games like I really liked and yet never played. I, I only have ever gone golfing like twice, and I hate it. I'm, I don't have the patience for it. Yeah. Uh, also, you actually have to practice to get better, and you know, I yeah. really. And you have to wear that. socks. It's like forget it. It's so, all all the things that you hate. Fuck it. You, you know. Yeah. You have to wear pants. You're like, no way. Yeah. You're not into that. What about what about yeah. Nintendo Pro Wrestling? Would that count as a sports oh, game, or it's not what? really? If I you played that so goddamn much. Game, yeah. I love that star oh, man. Oh yeah, I was always so. the Amazon. I, I like the Amazon. Uh, the one so I'm thing. I'm a dirty motherfucker. I'll bite you in the face. I don't oh, give a shit. My, my buddy Herb had that, and his his brother would play against us, and we were so much better. So you'd always have him down, and remember, you could just pick him up and abuse the guy some more. Yeah. Oh, oh God, it was yeah, so I really good. Yeah, I did like that. I like that a lot. Uh, any others you want to add, or you want to move on? No, I think we move on. Okay, Eric, what's your next list? My next list is top. This is a weird list because first it started out as top five, you know, best He-Man action figures. I ended up changing it up a bit and doing top five innovative He-Man action figures. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I know. So, Fancy. Number five, number five, Stinkor. See this? Even though he was just a repaint of Merman with a fucking <laughs> mecha neck armor. They actually freaking did something new and different with this that I thought was like you know, amazing. I actually had to have this on the list just because I wanted this figure as a kid, and my mother wouldn't let me because the stink factor. This figure was stink because they, they put patchouli <laughs> in the fucking mold when they made this freaking f- f- figure. It didn't stink like my mother. For some reason, my mother had this vivid imagination where it would just stink up the whole house like it's a goddamn like stink bomb or something. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, that is just amazing to me that they actually added patchouli to the mold of this action figure just to give it that freaking stink action figure because it's a skunk. Number four, Ratlor. He had a spring-loaded neck, one of the snake men in the He-Man action figure line. And while this is not exactly freaking you know, innovative, oh, he had Rattler. a spring-loaded neck. Oh, right, yeah. Ratlor, I'm sorry, yeah, yes. Yeah. No, 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 I also, got it. He also had beads inside of him so you could simulate the goddamn rattlesnake effect of the shaking of the tail and then the spring-loaded neck action. It's, I, I'm looking at him right now. One of my favorite snake men just because this freaking thing, spring-loads, it's amazing looking uh, whenever it works. Uh, number three, Webstore. He had one oh, like yeah. one of the big things in the freaking uh, 80s was Web anything- Store. Web store. Yeah. Sounds you know, like it's Emmanuel like Amazon. Lewis. He was played by Emmanuel Lewis, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Web store. Well, obviously he's a spider uh, character in the He-Man yeah, verse. But the I remember thing that really made him big as an action figure was that he had this backpack with a grappling hook. You could put the grappling hook on something, you pull the other line out of the backpack, and he would go up the line. It's it's amazing technology, which I still don't understand how it works. You know, I just remember as a kid it blew my goddamn mind. And plus Everybody wanted a goddamn grappling hook in the 80s. Yeah. Number two, Battle Armor, He-Man, and Skeletor. It's a twofer for this one because he's going to guess. I'm going to guess that that. I just want to guess. Battle Armor, He-Man, and Skeletor. I say that's a guy with a propeller on his head. Right? <laughs> Man, what I just have to get involved because I don't know anything about He-Man. Go on. See, I even tried for Is this you know, the one where the plates came off? Where, like, pieces, they could get damaged? Is that the one that well, this the, is? The thing is, it had this rotating deal in the center of the chest plate. So, like, you have the He-Man symbol on the front, like, the front of the chest plate. Mm. And if you tapped it with your finger, it would rotate. And the next one down. 
down would have a slash across it. You hit it again, yep, yep. it would rotate again and have two slashes, and you could do this three times until you reset the whole goddamn thing. Mm -hmm. But as a kid, like, you always wanted fucking battle damage when you're having, like, you know, play fights with your figures and whatnot. This made it actually happen. I loved it. I, w I was an amazing figure. Yeah, I mean, just, just, just to break in there, when I was a kid, my thing was Transformers, and the way my Transformers all died was by giving them battle damage with heated up exactly. pins and stuff like that and like you know burning part of them putting a firecracker on them <laughs> but it was just to get just to give them that look that they'd been through war until you know i demolished what would have was basically hundreds of dollars worth of shit that my parents had bought me over a decade <laughs> of course yeah well it's like you know uh, star wars tried doing this so they had the battle damage x-wing you could buy which had stickers that had battle damage on and shit like that but then you stick these things on and it's just battle damage forever then it's fucking uh that was the thing do you, put you remember those on? cars remember those matchbox cars Cars that oh, had, yeah, you could like crack, hit them the in the crackers, side, yeah. The like, like that was basically what kids or what I wanted was was that it could it could break and it could be reset, and that's what you're talking about here. That's that's, that's yeah, the exactly genius the same of kind it. Of thing. Yeah, yeah, I love those things too. And number one, a horde trooper. Now this is one of Hordak's robot a guards. A horde trooper. Is that what it was? The horde. The horde, horde trooper. Uh, horde trooper. Anyway, <laughs> the horde trooper. You, you run army build these goddamn guys because they, they were like the stormtroopers of the He-Man universe. They went around these robots. And the best thing about this is I had a freaking chest plate where you had a button there where the horde symbol was. Not the horse symbol, the horde symbol. And when a you do that. horse symbol? <laughs> the robot cool. would fall apart. And you can put wow. them back together again. So, so your favorite ones are the ones down. where where they can where the toy can break and but go back together. So exactly. where you can pick that, up the pieces of a broken play. life and restore it. That's what you like, is what I'm, I'm honestly, hearing. Honestly, I'm looking forward every day to finding something that can do this in real life. Yeah, that can return yes. your dead father. That's I mean, that's really what Eric, we're getting down to. That Eric's he's the broken heart robot will not in your come life. Back together. Eric's yeah. heart has been broken uh -huh. and it will never okay. be repaired. That's, fine. that's basically the moral of the story. You know, right? what, you got to yes. think about these He-Man toys. Is that at at the factory or factories or sweatshops? They were like all these little changes were like little fucking production nightmares for somebody. You know what I mean? Like like Stinkor had the same, like you said, the same body mold as whatever another guy. As but, a merman, yeah, and you know, had the chest plate of Mechanic. But when they did the Stink. Or, you know, shift. They had to fucking put in the patchouli plastic and change out probably of this, this tub. You know what I mean? I, or the, add the rattling balls at the end of this thing. You know, it's like yeah. somebody's big pain in the ass was making these little stupid fucking toys for little dickheads in America. Yeah, and I, I love them so much. Yeah, and I still I love just, them. I, well, Would you I thank actually, them personally? I, I've never owned a He-Man character ever, a figure, uh, but boy, I like to hear the names of them and guess what they are because they are, even me and Brandon talked about it last week on the regular comics podcast when we were talking about He-Man. It, it is like, you know, if yeah. you have Scissor Man, goddammit, that guy's going to have a hand with the scissors. Well, he'll be, and he'll be it's more scary. likely to be Scissor, actually. But. Uh, yes, exactly. And exactly. I, was, I was walking around today with Jim at the work and I was trying to like, you know, school him with things. I was giving him names of people and he was trying to come up with the thing i'm like clamp champ yeah there you and, go and i was getting a lot of them and i said clamp champ i said to me that sounds like somebody that would have one of those like reaching clamp arms that old people use to get the cereal on the top thing he's like it's yeah basically right. it is i'm like nice. I, I, you know, I love it though that actually is also the charm the only, of it for he's me also the only black guy in attorney 
Yeah, that I couldn't guess. How the hell would I guess that? Yeah. That clamp turn. I just whatever. But uh, that I really can't add to that list. Any, anything that you want to add, Reggie? Could you oh, add uh, to that Reggie list? Reggie, too, of- with this Stinkor figure, too. We also had Mossman come out with this. His uh, he had, It was kind of furry. He had a flocking done to yep. it. And it also smelled like pine fresh. Yep. That was the he was another scented one. I didn't you know I I didn't play with He Man as a kid, but only because as I've said, I think on other episodes or other podcasts that I was totally stuck off Transformers for like fucking years. I didn't oh, yeah. I, I refused all other toys. That's all I that's all I accepted. Except for my cheap grandma that would get me GoBots, but that was like another story. Oh, that bitch. Always someone always has to try to but that's okay. They they became the you know the the, the battle fodder early on. I was on gonna for say the, they're, they're oh, yeah. the mooks. Oh yeah, they got yeah, they got sent out they, they always got fucked up in every single battle very quickly. But uh I remember they seeing the He Man toys the, the He-Man toys were kind of super creative and, like, varied at a time that toys really weren't doing that. I don't know. You know, I, I have to give it up to them that they had some cool-looking play sets. Well, to the, me, though, that whole Conan world the was never com- my combination thing. was really cool. Yeah, there was, there was a little bit of that. It really was more magic and, and fantasy. I, if it had been more sci-fi, I probably would have been more... I know they had a computer action. They had, like, jet... jet... Riders or whatever the fuck. Yeah, jet going. sleds. Yeah, yeah, whatever the hell it was. Anyway. <laughs> well, then you'd love the new adventures of He-Man, where he goes shot into the future in the space. Where's my Thundar comic? That's what I'm. Yeah, that's really. What we're wondering. That's what we okay? want. Thundar. What's your next list, Reggie? My next list is top five Adidas sneakers. Oh. And I know you guys are gonna have a lot to add to this one, so we'll just start to get it right out. Number five is the Pro model, aka the shell toe, the classic. We know that one with the rubber front. Number four is the campus. You guys like wearing the campus? Yeah. The Number campus. Th- the hippocampus. Campus. Number three is the rod laver. You might know that one. That's the one that I doesn't do. have. I've seen that. It doesn't have stripes and it's got kind of a plastic mesh. Is it? It's so you know. It's it's it. it is it like a cheap man's fucking coat? No, no. It, it's a, it's a sneak Adidas though. You wouldn't think it is, but uh, it's you have to see it to understand it. The mesh is really the key to the whole thing. Number Tell two. You guys are talking about Adidas, so I'm like, I was a poor kid. I'm like, what the hell are we talking yeah. about? No. I had kids. Yeah, right, well, when I when I was oh, a little kid, making me feel bad. When I was a little kid, I didn't have I didn't get fucking real Adidas sneakers so I was in my twenties. But let me tell you, mm-hmm. one thing you guys don't know about me is I probably have over twenty pairs of Adidas sneakers. Really? Wow, a lot of sneakers. But the ones that I like are not necessarily. These aren't the basketballs. So far, I haven't named really one basketball sneaker, except for the Pro Model is technically a basketball sneaker. But <laughs> anyone that plays basketball on a shell toe is insane. Yeah, that, you know, but technically it, it was made for the court, which is kind of insane. Uh, number two, wondered number two is a tennis player Jim might know the name of because I know you were Ivan Lendl, uh, Ily Nastasi. Ah, you son of a. And they haven't made this sneaker in a long time, but it's sort of a version of the Rod Laver, but with stripes. Okay, that's one of my favorites. The number one Adidas sneaker that I like, guys, is the Americana. That's right, with the, with ABA stripes, blue, red stripes. Nice. It's unbelievable. Nice. Well, I will tell you, I do have a list. I, I did wow. look up. I did homework. But in the meantime, also, the reason why I always wanted Adidas was the song My Adidas by Run DMC. And so when you uh, revealed what the list would be, you didn't tell me what you were going to pick. I actually sent a message to DMC of Run DMC, Daryl McDaniels, who is a big fan of Adidas. Obviously, they had a whole song about it. And mm-hmm. really, that that whole thing... 
I wanted to have Adidas, so what I did was I went to Kmart, where it was the only place I was allowed to shop for shoes, and I grabbed shoes there, and I didn't steal them. It made it seem like I picked, the, <laughs> I picked out a pair that looked like Adidas, immediately took the laces out, the whole deal, and went with it. You then wore K-Swiss, just face it, with the four stripes. Well, That's what yeah, you did. And here's the thing, though. Later on, I realized that the way that you wear without laces does not work well if they're not high tops. You really have to go high yeah. top without laces. I didn't have high tops at that point. So that turned me into a high top fan after that. And one of my big faux pas, I told Eric about this when we were talking, <laughs> was I ended up grabbing a pair of Nikes that weren't Air Jordans, but they were red and black. They looked like Air Jordans, huh. but they weren't. So people made looking fun for trouble. Yeah. yeah. But, but they I were real Nikes, though. They were like they were like yeah, uh, a solo flight or something. Yeah, they just yeah they just weren't Air Jordans. But uh, I asked uh, General McDaniel's, and he said his favorites were the white with black stripe pro models, which, like you said, that's pretty much the that's the, the standard, standard Run DMC yeah. sneaker that they made yes, popular. Yeah. And the white with green stripe superstars. You know what I'm uh, saying? Epic. Yes. Now, here is my list, Reggie. Here you go. You want to hear this? Yeah. The Matumbo from 1992. Wow. Uh, it was a very colorful thing. If you look at it, it has pretty much every color in, in the book there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember it. My number four is the T-Mac 2, oh, which dude. is the Tracy McGrady shoe. And a lot of mine are actual basketball shoes. Now, these were actually, like, the way you had it were the ones you like. These were the ones when I looked that I'm like, I remember that one. I fucking wanted that one, but I was fucking poor. <laughs> <laughs> the number three was a tennis shoe. It was the Lendl Supreme. That's why I said Yvonne Lendl. This came out in 1984. Uh, the uh, the superstar tennis player that probably nobody except Manship remembers, Yvonne Lendl. I remember the that shoes real well, though. They had a yeah. real crazy back to them that it was like yes. had like several stripes on it. I like that. Now the next two basically came out one year after the other, but it's the conductor that came out in 1987. It was a high top. This was the one that Patrick Ewing mm. uh, wore. That was his big shoe. Also, it was very big in the rap community. These conductors oh, yeah. and the big one who wore it actually ended up being uh, Anthrax Scott Ian wore that shoe forever and it this was the shoe that basically when i saw and i was looking up i'm like oh man i always wanted those it did spell out that that was the conductor was the shoe that basically run dmc was rapping about until adidas kind of made their own version of it it was the, the really big shoe and the number one again was the one that patrick ewing wore his rookie year it became a big thing also if, if you remember danny ferry from duke college basketball player he was big with this one too and it was the forum 1986 and the big the thing forums i do remember big time and, and i kind of feel the forums too with the strap it had the velcro strap yeah. there and i always wanted those and i i just i never they were could. sort of I like never. remember reebok had one with a strap but they looked like girls they look like ballet slippers once you wore them out yep. a little bit but the forums yeah. kept their chunky look yep. you know one thing i just want i just want to explain why i have an adidas collection is that growing up for me you know, there are five boroughs in New York City, as I'm sure wow. everyone around the world is aware. Staten Island, Manhattan, the Bronx, Queens, and Brooklyn. And you, the borough you were from, there were certain sneakers you were expected to wear. And Queens, really because of Run DMC, is an Adidas borough. So, that you know, it's something yeah. I, I've carried with me since I was fucking like a 12 years old, like a little asshole. But I, I, I literally do not have any other brands of footwear. They're all Adidas, down to my I have boots, never everything. Owned an Adidas shoe or a Reebok shoe. Well, yep. what are you rocking now? Ponies? 
I'm looking right, in, right in the, the chat. Balance. I'm looking roots. in the chat, and, and Bobby was talking, and she has the she nailed what I used to wear. I used to wear the tracks from Kmart. They were Dude, the Kmart tracks. That's hot. And oh, I had them too. Again, this leads to the whole thing. If you can think of anything that is the next version, the knockoff version of anything, like if Reggie, you had, you probably had Isod shirts at one point. Did you? You no. ever have those? No, I was they, never that kind I of had, a fella. Yeah. I, I had La Tigra. I had the La Tigra joints, though. I can't. Yeah, play. yeah, yeah. You were in New York. I, I had Brag cool and Dragon dude. shirts from Sears, and and people would laugh at me. You I didn't have fucking... the OP. You didn't have an Ocean Pacific or Jams. What's up with that? Uh, no, I saw it. Yeah, jams. I had like, you know, they probably were called like slips. <laughs> yeah, everything I had was knockoff, and everything really came from either Kmart or Sears. So whatever they had, I did have an Ocean Pacific shirt, like one shirt that yeah. I think was a hand-me-down, and I had a like a painter's hat. You remember when you had the painter's hat? Oh yeah. It up? Yeah, I had one of those. It was an OP. I thought I was fucking cool. <laughs> fucking you were cool as hell, man. Around. I had a Varnay painter's to... cap. It was awesome. I'm telling you, through my whole school, to... all I wanted was somebody to go like, man, that's a cool hat, or said, nobody. <laughs> they didn't pay attention to me. And they didn't. And then it, it, all, it all ended up with me then being so angry at everyone that I had to play sports to just get every bit of frustration out. That's and, the only and, reason I And masturbate all the time. That was the yeah, other thing. Yeah, yeah. If I wasn't playing sports, it's a mess of it, but really, the sports, it's like, there, there were times of the year where I was playing two sports just because I fucking nobody paid attention to me. <laughs> yeah, Eric, you like any of those Adidas? You like the Matumbos? I, I don't know anything about them. I've never owned an Adidas shoe in my life. You ever hear Matumbo uh, talk? No. Sounds like uh, he's he's got a very interesting voice. He sounds I don't know like Kermit the Frog a little. He's got a we have to listen to him. He's he's crazy. I love him though. He's great. Uh, but yeah, I guess we're going on to my next list, right? My next list is actually top five cartoon characters of all time. All and time. I'm sure Reggie's gonna, you know, mention some crazy ass cartoon characters. I, number I'm, one, I'm, Foghorn Leghorn, right? I'm guessing, no, he's not I'll on the say, list. I say, I say, if number I'll one six. isn't, I say now. What? I'm telling you, if Reggie's, if he's thought of this, Look at me, I'm I telling you, boy. Characters has the initials BB, probably, and I'm fucking going insane as Ready? well. Number five is. Uh, all these are pretty much, to me, cultural icons for the most part. But number five is SpongeBob SquarePants. I know that a lot of people don't like him. I think he's hilarious. Uh, me and my kids, and again, I have five kids, so it goes through phases where one kid grows out of it and the next. But I think he's a great cartoon character. Number four is, and this is one I struggled with. I was going to put a couple different ones, but I am going to go with Eric Cartman from South Park. And again, when, when South Park came out, Eric Cartman was such a craze. And still like makes me laugh my ass yeah, off a certain times. But the funny thing is, I've kind of grown way past South Park. I know that you watch, you still say it's good. I haven't watched in a while. So he kind of ended up being a cartoon character that kind of kind of got out of my, you know, my mind or whatever. And when I went and looked, it, then I'm like, you know what? He is great. Uh, number three is a classic Bugs Bunny. I love Bugs Bunny. I, I to me, he could easily be number one. Uh, but because again, I don't really sit and watch a lot of Bugs Bunny cartoons anymore. I, well, I don't really play them don't. Like they used to either. You know, they used to be on every Saturday and every day. The, yeah. It's harder to see Looney Tunes. Okay, so Jim and I have like sets. Yes. Oh, you have yes. DVD, you have the DVDs. Oh yes. yeah. 
both the, the I think it's the Looney Tunes. I mean, I have fucking DVDs no. to beat the band. You don't put, you know, when you, when you got the fire stick, you're not putting that shit on. <laughs> yeah, you don't get the, you know, Bugs Bunny. To me, one of the sets I have, I think it's a five-disc set. And I'm telling you, the first two discs are all Bugs, even Davy. You get past that, and now you're getting to the shit like Foghorn, Leghorn, I want to kill you. And you I, have I've always Bugs. liked Daffy more than Bugs. Even, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, you know, Tweety Bird I don't like, but I'm not even, while Coyote, you know, and the Roadrunner. I'm not really into that either. And Pepe Le Pew is the worst. But yeah, I love Bugs Bunny. I could watch a Bugs Bunny cartoon at any time. And in fact, it's for some reason for me, it goes right in with the Little Rascals that I can watch Little Rascals shorts at any time. If you put them on, I'll watch them. Uh, number two, back to the cartoon characters. Number two to me is Homer Simpson. I love it. Yeah, I know right. that. I know that everybody jumped on the Bart bandwagon. I they do really love push it back in the late '80s, early '90s. But to me, Homer obviously, he's the big. And this is I I'm was telling the you, Black Bart. This is yeah. This is the Homer at the end of season two into like season three to about season nine. Uh, at the beginning, season one, Homer is a child-beating asshole. Like he yeah. really is. Strangling gruff. Bart was like a main thing he did yeah. every single moment. Basically, to me, he was like the foil to Bart at that point, where Bart would be crazy, Homer would get mad and strangle him. And then, but when Homer became pretty much the the simpleton with a heart of gold, like that's a, to perfect. me, it, it's perfect. And I'll even go; I don't have him on the uh, the list. Uh, but Peter from Peter Griffin from uh, Family Guy would go right in with Homer because I think the same thing. He, he does everything wrong, but in the end, for the most part, he has a you know, like I said, a heart of gold, or he thinks and he makes he, me giggle. But number one is uh, something that was a late comer to me, and it's something that Eric and me had talked about, and he always told me I should watch American Dad, and I, I never would watch it. I just wasn't with it. And I finally watched it. I have to say that Roger Smith uh, from uh, American Dad is, to me, the greatest That's cartoon That's the alien, character. right? Yeah, yeah. He's the greatest cartoon character that there ever was. And, in fact, I'm, I'd be hard-pressed not to put him in a top five of TV characters. He is that good. He makes me laugh. I'm done. Jim and I just talk about it at work. We just bust out laughing at certain things. Like, he actually just mentioned something on his way out to lunch. I'll sit out there having a cigarette. He's pulling away. I couldn't stop fucking laughing thinking about it. And that's he's like the sort of thing that I could just say to Eric. I'm like, you know, Franny, I haven't been completely honest with you. That's what I said. And Eric just starts laughing. No, no, then, the thing that really did is like, I have the car keys, you stupid bitch. You bitch. But yeah, and I have some honorable mentions. And honorable mention, I have Bender Rodriguez from Futurama. And again, Bender to me, he's a great character. My kids are screaming because that's our favorite cartoon character. But he ends up being more of like a Bart where it's a catchphrase thing and, and a really over-the-top push thing. And I actually like the more subtle stuff. Uh, I also have Louise and Jean Belcher uh, from Bob's Burgers. And that's, again, that's kind of a recent thing that I started watching, you know, a year or so ago. And I love it. And it's not – they're not, like, in your face. They're just really good characters. And the last one is Rick Sanchez from uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, I said I love Rick and Morty. The problem is there's yet, not a lot of episodes. No, but you know what? This this sort of is the time. My wife is away. I have control. You should watch it. Yeah, you have television. to watch it. 
But the problem is, is there are a lot of good characters in that show, even side characters that kind of lose. It's almost like when you have a, a sports team and you have a like a, a football team and you have a quarterback and a running back. They're all both great. And they split the, they divide the votes for the MVP award. And you like Rick, I like the most on Rick and Morty, but Morty's great. Everybody's really good in that. Mr. Poopy uh, Butthole. Mr. Poopy Butt. They're all they're all great. Well, Jim, that was that was the worst and most incorrect list of the night. Nope. Uh, if you say one. Betty Boop, I'm gonna fucking no I'm gonna drive to New York. No one said Betty Boop. No one said Little Betty Boop. Lulu, Jim. Betty <laughs> Boop. Said. Betty Boop would be better than almost any of the no. characters that it's you named. Because you haven't watched any. Like you always make fun of me. I don't think you've watched a cartoon that's a fucking since '73. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> where you're wrong. All right, let me let me give you the true list that this what it should have been. Okay, and oh, it was God. your list was one fifth correct. So. So there is going to be one that is going to be on there. funny. That's the only one you'll no, pick no, on my list no, because no. it's old. No, that's not true. You uh, number five is Coco the Clown from Out of the Inkwell. Of course, everyone remembers those fine cartoons. You son of a Number bitch. four is Droopy Dog, the old text member. I'm I do, happy. I do love me some Droopy uh, Dog. Number three is Daffy yeah. Duck. Give you a little Droopy Dog. I'm happy. I'm happy. Right on. Uh, Tex Avery, Tex Avery, genius. Number three is uh, Daffy Duck. I am more of. I am more of. I like Bugs Bunny too. Though, I'm not a Daffy fan. That's fine. I'm a Daffy fan. Number yeah, two. A... Number two is Max Fleischer's Popeye, the original. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Popeye. I hate that cartoon. How could you hate, hate that? that? It's the best one. That's where we get the I'm telling you though, one of my all-time favorite cartoons of all time is Popeye meets Sinbad. Yeah, I love that. Sinbad the Sittler. That's the fucking bomb. Number one is Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson is an incredible character. And see the, the see the, the thing about that to me is a lot of the ones that you picked. I like I like South. I haven't watched South Park regularly in a while. Although I sometimes when my wife goes away, I marathon it, and I've seen. I've liked American Dad and I like Family Guy, but all those cartoons are like, they don't need to be cartoons. There's nothing happening in them that's really so cartoonish. Maybe South Park, but South Park gets off being crude by looking. Well, here's the thing. Did you have you ever watched Bob's Burgers? No, I haven't seen that. I've heard good things that, about that it. That actually is probably the one that would most explain what you just said. It's like that. It really doesn't have to be a cartoon. It yeah. could be a live-action show of a family running a burger place. There's really not much that happens that. But I actually like that. I actually like that cartoons have evolved in a way that you're like, it's more of a sitcom. Than, and really, if you look, I actually was thinking the other day, like my favorite sitcoms, and they're all kind of becoming cartoons now. Yeah, and well, it's not, the... and it's it's weird, and that's just how it is to me. But yeah, uh, my my list is still better, I think. <laughs> no, Eric, any others you want to add? Eric? Um, Little Lulu, right? Come on, Little come Lulu, on! Anybody? I know, and even I didn't put Little Lulu. The, in the there. Mighty Heroes. Who? Mighty Heroes. Nobody how about the Mighty Heroes anymore? Oh, oh, I should have put Thundar in. Yeah, he's better than any of your jerks. I'm telling you, Thundar would go. But uh, me and you watch Thundar, and if anybody wants to watch, go and watch Thundar the Barbarian. I forgot that delivery ad with, we have to go to Manhattan. Yeah. Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell's going on here? 
come with me to Manhattan. Lords of Light. That's my shit, man. That's how I live for that. Jesus Christ. I, I thought, I, I'm like, this is, he's not an American Indian, but if I'm an American Indian, I'm getting very pissed right now because it looks like they're making fun of me. Oh, come with me, Ukla. We go to Manhattan. <laughs> That's it. That's it. The whole first episode is a lot of that. Come with me, Manhattan. Yeah. And then everybody else talks normal. Jim, They're like, hey, okay, Thunder. Yeah, I know. They, they all talk like normal. that. Jim said that's actually think, what it's like working with you, Eric. Me yeah. thick yeah. brain coming over ridge. <laughs> what are you talking about, Thunder? Your name's Thunder, for Christ's sakes. It's not, I don't know. Uh, but I did like Thunder. But I know. Oh, and also Donald Duck. Oh, Donald. I hate Donald Duck. Get the I, hell I hate out of any here. of the dis yeah. cartoon Disney's characters. Disney's the worst. Fuck them. Uh, they're just too, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's the one thing that I, I watch or do that is a little more like my, my age would be that I would like those. Because really, you know, I was around before even Steamboat Willie. I was born, people don't really know this, yeah. I was born in 18. Well, it's actually based on you. It was originally called Steamboat Jimmy, right? That's how it yeah. was going to be. Okay, so, <laughs> copyright <laughs> infringement, though, so we had so, to change yeah. Willie. Standing <laughs> still, I can't stand still. I'm doing that bob. <laughs> All the time. That's like doing it, you know, and my, so my sciatica is acting up. But my you know, <laughs> character is man walking. That was at the uh, 1902 uh, World Fair. I, I went up to the kaleidoscope. We... All right. What's the Nickelodeon it? machine? Yeah, the Nickelodeon. I, I fucking put in a wheat penny, and next thing you know, I was there. I, it took me away. What's your next list, Eric? Top five Friday the 13th movies to bring people into the series. Now, I was talking to Jim about this earlier this week, but they're like, he's like, oh, what's, what's your top five, you know, Friday the 13th? Like, what, what movies would you get me to watch to try to make me a fan? And that made me actually curious. I'm like, you know what? That's not a bad list right there because there's certain ways to go about it because you do not want to have someone watch Friday the 13th Part 1 to get them into the series because really that has nothing to do with the rest of the series at all. And that has like a completely different feel once we get past Part 2, hmm. you know? Sonia, part two is my favorite. It's not going to be on my list to try to get somebody into the goddamn series because, well, for one thing, you need the iconic mask to be there to have any of that because everybody knows Jason Voorhees, or at least they just know Jason, like the hockey mask killer. So right away, you need a movie that has the hockey mask. That is crucial in my right. mind. But part five, like, so one and two are out, right? Or is that even when does one he get it? One and two are right out. Yeah. One and two, he gets it in part three and only okay. towards the end of the movie. So right there, that's even having trouble there. Okay, but number five, I'm going to go down to the, like, what is the best introduction? You know, like, number one will be the best introduction, but to lead people in, number five, Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. Yes, it does not take place in Crystal Lake. He is on a boat for most of the movie, but it has fun in New York City and Manhattan. Well, some places they shot in Vancouver, I believe, or Toronto. But you have the iconic mask, you have that supernatural effect, and you just got Jason killing people all willy-nilly. It's a great way to start the series, but number four, Friday the 13th Part 3. Like I said, it's not the best way to introduce somebody because he doesn't get the message till the end, but it is the classic, you know, not dead Jason. He's still human at this point, and you are at Camp Crystal Lake or Higgins. And, Higgins it, is, and it is in 3D if you get the correct... You know. Yeah, I, I've watched it in 3D. I had the 3D glasses. Don't ever watch it in 3D. It's you'll amazing. Have it's, a Jim, it's the kind of really? 3D where it's like so, where you'll be like, there'll be a scene where someone will be like, oh, here, uh, sign the check. And then the, the, it's like a point <laughs> of view, pen. like looking at the pen coming right out of the I screen. mean, I, I, obviously, I've never seen any Friday the 13th movies. There has to be. Is that the one where somebody's stepping on somebody's head and the eye shoots out at the screen? No, no, that's just that squishing the head with his hands, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, also, I there's a pitchfork there in someone's face. That's another good oh, 3D scene. 
A fucking pen. Ah! Everybody's scared. <laughs> oh, no. I don't, I don't know if there really is a pen scene, but it's that kind of 3D where everything is, like, coming right out at oh, you, you know? Of course. They, they have one where they're hanging a clothesline, and they have that pole that they have to hang up, but to do it, they have to freaking position the pole up towards the screen so it's coming out. Yeah, and so then it's they coming right out at you. Yeah. yeah. The clothesline is now upright. Thank you, everyone. Number yes. three, Friday the 13th, part seven, The New Blood. This is a great one because in this movie is where Jason looks the best. He is undead in this one, and he's also fighting Tina the telekinetic who can move shit with her mind, and finally Jason has a goddamn foe who can stand up against him. One of my favorites in the series, but there are like you know two more that will be better to introduce somebody into it. Number two, Friday the 13th, the final chapter. This one with Corey Feldman, and the one where Jason finally does die at the end. The final chapter, even though we like had a shit Number four or number, th- what'd you say it was? Number four, the final chapter. Okay, but number number two on the list. Okay, I'm with you. Yes, there. number two on the list. Friday the 13th, the final chapter, which is the fourth installment to a 12-movie goddamn series. Yeah. Although, yes. really, although, Eric, I think we've mentioned this before. Like, if you wanted to get just one complete Friday the 13th story, you could stop at four. Even oh, yeah, I, I know there's a cliffhanger, but if you just wanted to have just one story about Voorhees' family and, you know... You oh, yeah, once right before you get there, you got the mother, then you got Sackhead Jason, uh-huh. which I love. Part two is my favorite. Then you get him with the mask, and then you get him finally getting killed by Corey Feldman. You could end, also, like, you know what I mean? And that was, I know that was on the table at one time, and then it's way off the table now. To yeah, end they wanted there. to try to make Tommy Jarvis the killer, but it didn't really work out for him, so yeah. they had to bring Jason Voorhees back. But, uh, like, even that, part five, the new beginning, had did not have Jason Voorhees in it at all. It was a freaking copycat killer. Tommy's in that as well. But you could also jump in with part four, five, and six because they're all Tommy Jarvis stories. And that leads me to my number one, Friday 13th, part six, Jason Lynch, where Tommy has decided he's going to dig Jason up and burn his body because he's been having, you know, fucking hallucinations of him ever since he killed him as a kid. And this is where the lightning strikes his body, brings him back as the undead all zombie right. no one loved. And they added a little camp to this. There's no nudity, some great music, and the, the campy factor actually adds to the movie a lot. And they never really went this way again, but part six, in my mind, and a lot of other people's mind, is probably the best film in the franchise. It's Bobby's favorite, by the way. So Yes, it is. That's her favorite. So, yeah, that's cool. I, I've never seen any of them. But yeah, I actually, as I said, this whole started with me saying to Eric, like, what would be the best one for me to start? And then I said to him, obviously, number one, you go, no, no, no. No, no. Although, like, although you know, on my list. I've said to my wife, uh, and I'm not like, I'm not like desperate for her to watch these movies, but I, I say like the first Friday the 13th is more than just a slasher movie because it does have a twist, you know what I mean? And it, it turns out to be a fairly interesting story. I don't think it's like, you know. Genius. Well, that's but the thing. It has a twist, but it's not a very good twist in my mind. I like the story overall, but the, the first time I saw Pamela it, I Borges, was, I who was you had, you've never met beforehand. Yeah, well, so that's not really a twist. Yeah. That's sort of a twist. Um, don't don't they allude to her or something like that? They they talk about a boy who died in the lake, and that's yeah. about it. But then it turns out to be his mother out of nowhere, who's the killer. I'm like, you know what? Mm. You didn't really set any of this up for the payoff at the end. It's been a long nice. time since I saw that one. No, uh, I guess, Reggie, you're next, right? I your, guess your I am next. next. My next one is, uh, this is another one being very contentious. Fighting will be ensue when I reveal the top five movie trench coats. Okay, <laughs> are you ready? Yes. I know, you've, I know Eric's been stewing over this one all day long, all of his favorites, but you'll be surprised on my list. Number oh. five, Neo and the crew in the Matrix movies. I know right. it's I know it's very trite, but they did look pretty badass. And to be honest, Neo looked the worst in his trench coat, as I remember. It was sort of like, almost like a, a marching band 
uniform or something. Nothing. It was Larry Fishburne had the fly. I one. like Neo's. I like Neo's trench coat. Eh, I don't know. It looked, that's just me. I think it was too. It was tailored. good because the, with the bullet time, it was a great thing to be able to when he's doing the maneuvers with that flying and flapping. Yeah, it really, it really upped the ante with the bullet time. So I did like it. Go on. Number four, Wesley Snipes and Blade had that leather trench, which you know everyone yep. needs to have. Number three, classic one, Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca. Kind of invented, yeah. kind of invented the look. Number two, John Bender in the Breakfast Club, a trench coat that you know <laughs> smelled tremendously uh, of weed. And number one, weak. one that I really coveted very much when I was a young fellow myself and never had it, Corey Haim in the Lost Boys. That Ooh. white trench coat he's rocking in the comic shop? It's rock, That's the thing. Yeah, is is that rock. a trench coat? I'm thinking, too, John Bender. I think that was more of a formal coat than a trench coat. No, it's listed as a trench coat I mean, on most lists. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, 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 you know, you're right. In a way, though, I am sort of pushing the definition. I'm basically saying any yeah. coat that's like three-quarter length or, you know. Okay. Not, yeah. I, I, I mean, longer than a pea coat. You're right, I, though. I, it is not technically well. a trench. I'm just so glad you didn't say that goddamn yellow trench coat of Dick Tracy. Uh, that was the worst. No. The freaking, Especially in the movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I can appreciate it, it in the I comic actually, strip. I actually have my uh, top five movie trench coats. And now, since everybody seems to think that you schooled me on the cartoon characters. Well, I, I would think your favorite movie trench coat is the one that you wear nude when you go and expose yourself at the movies. Isn't that the <laughs> one? The <laughs> you only need one. <laughs> Did you peek at my list? Now, uh, there is there's a weird one that I do have as an honorable mention that's just for Eric. And it is the guy in Adventures in Babysitting that is yes. in the bus station that shows the gun to the girl and he opens up the trench coat and laughs and shows oh the gun. Oh my God, that, he's, that he's the craziest, perfection. funniest character of he's all time. character ever, but he's not on my top five. My top five starts with Marv from Sin City. Uh, goes on to the next one is The Crow from The Crow. Oh yeah. Then you goes, ever watch Sin City? Uh, yeah, I've seen okay. Sin City. I didn't see the second one. The uh, what? What is the, the second Dame one to called? Kill for. Yeah, Dame to Kill for. But yeah, I saw Sin City. Uh, we watched it a while back. Uh, the Crow, the Crow. That yeah. you know, there yep, yep. Uh, Next one is Wesley Snipes' Blade. Uh, I actually that could get bit very close to being number one. I thought that that actually See, made him look more badass. He looked badass, but I gotta say this can't be on the list because he put a goddamn hole in it because he did it a place for his sword. I'm like, you son of a bitch, you're yeah. a perfectly good goddamn Next coach. One. <laughs> Next one, Rick Deckard, Blade Runner. That is a good trench coat. It I, is. Uh, it's actually more of like a sci-fi Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, man. Know. I, I, that one was seriously, uh, you know, in my, in my mental. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In my mind, on my mind. And number one, though you put it at number five, I do think Neo and the gang in the Matrix. I, like I said when you said it, I think that the trench coat added so much to the effect of that bullet time and all that. And really, when he walks in in that scene with all the guns and, yeah. in the lobby with that and opens it, it's fucking awesome. They, that, they, that. they, they were all, and they all look cool because they were all wearing it. But you know, Lawrence Fishburne wore it the best. However, I realize making this list. That one of the things you have to do to, to wear a trench coat well is to be skinny or very thin, because when you think yes, about when you think about Bob Hoskins in fucking Roger Rabbit, oh yeah, he he There's looks like a that. and he looks like a schmo and he's supposed to, you know what I mean? He looks like a guy <laughs> yes. like a piece of liverwurst or something. Yes, or even yep. like a Harvey Bullock. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work. You know what I mean? You gotta be you gotta be thin and then you look cool. If you if you wear a trench coat and you're fat, you look like a you look like a slob. That's that's my yes, uh, take. That's why you gotta go formal coat then, man. I'm telling you, that's where it's formal at. Formal coat. 
You and your formal this coat. Formal coat. That's what I say, Reggie. What's what's with him? This so formal coat. The formal coat. I look damn good in that fucking coat, man. Yes. Any more? Any others uh, that you can think of, Eric? For no, trench not off coat. the top of my head. No. Trench coats are down. My next one is top five '80s songs, and this is a Woo. one. It really took me a lot of time to think of because it's combo of songs that I really like, me, 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 combined me, with me, songs me, me, that I also uh, think okay. specify pretty much the '80s. Like there are songs that, if I think '80s, I think of these songs. But yeah, I have a couple that I just like that I threw on here, and I will tell you, I do not have any Madonna on the list, so I'm you sure we'll try bullshit right away. Uh, but number five, I had to put them because they are my favorite band of all time, or one of them. They're in my top five. It's I Need You Tonight or Need You Tonight by In Excess. I love In Excess. I think I wonder if you're going to put that on the list. And I, I just think, and I also like like New Sensation, but I love In Excess. I think they're a great band, and I do think they're pretty much a forgotten band. A lot of people don't remember them at all. Uh, no, and at all. Put that, I'll put that at number five with a tie. It's another band that if you were – Growing up in the 80s, when they both of these bands kind of hit big at the same time, with then Excess hit with their Kick album, you uh, 2 hit with the Joshua Tree album, big then, and uh, with you, with or without you was a, a huge song. So I put that as uh, tied there. Number four is When Doves Cry by Prince, and I, oh, yeah. I love that song. I think of the 80s when I hear that. And again, I could have put Little Red Corvette, 1999. There's a lot. Now, when Doves Cry is where it's at. I go, but I do love When Doves Cry. Also, a song that I used to sing along to and had no fucking idea half of the words. I made a, it's a weird thing that later on I realized <laughs> I made up half the goddamn lyrics of that song. Uh, but number three is Take On Me by AHA. It's another one of those that that's the one that, like, that's 80s. It's pure oh, yeah, that is pure 80s. That uh, might even be a number one on a list I would was- make. If I was going to go along with something with that, I could even put, like, a tie with uh, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Yeah. By Wham and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's a big one for me that I think of 80s. Number two is Beat It by Michael Jackson. And I love that song. I think of the, you know, it really gets me. But also because Eddie Van Halen's guitar solo in that, I thought really oh, up yeah. the end. Uh, and I thought, you know, that that to me is a really good song. But number one is a band. And it's weird, too, because if you said to me, what band do you think of when you think of the 80s? It, for me, it actually is Duran Duran, but they're not on my list. I don't have, you know, Rio or Hunger. <laughs> so because number one to me is Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yeah. And it's. It's that is a song. I was in England when that hit, and it was humongous. And I just think of that. And I'm telling you, if anybody has, and you like were like, an yeah, 80s, when you want to come, yeah, I want to yeah. come. Here I am. I get this. Uh, that their whole album, that first album, uh, Welcome to the Pleasure Dome, I loved. And I went and re-listened to it recently. And I even suggested Bobby get it, and she did. I don't know if she's listened to it yet. And I'm listening to that album. I'm like, how? Number one, how did I not realize they they weren't gay? Like I. Just, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't gay. I just went with it. And how listening to that did I didn't turn gay? Because I'm telling you, it is almost like a, a fucking, you know, a, a form of how to. It's crazy. I love it. It is such a theatrical album. But even that song to me, just the the freaking pounding bass in that and shit like that. Though the video scared the shit out of me when they showed up at the beginning with the rickshaw. Oh, yeah. Me. 
I mean, uh, but yeah, those are my top 580 songs. And if you'd ask me on Sunday, I'm sure that three of them won't be on there, and I'll have other yeah. ones that I like. And again, this actually, you know, I didn't have a rap song on here. I didn't have a heavy metal song, so it's not. It's hard to get. You didn't have Mexican high. radio on there. You this didn't one, have Wall of Voodoo's you Mexican didn't have radio. Blondie's Rapture. You know what I mean? Beastie Hello. Boys. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't have on there. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I said. If I had most important songs, I would probably have to have uh, Walk This Way, Run DMC, and uh, Aerosmith, and also Fight for Your Right to Party by uh, the Beastie Boys, even though people go, oh, that's such a generic song or whatever. Those two songs fucking expanded the fucking scope of rap so oh, much. Oh, God. I, I mean, it's not, it's not hard to guess. And not I'm just saying, rap. That was... Fight for Your Right to Party song was fucking everything for like a year, right? Like almost a whole year. You had people from uh, the year before making fun of a person like me who really was into rap to the next year, that song hitting everybody then. All of a sudden, everybody discovered Run DMC. Everybody, it really did. And like I said, my, uh, not my Adidas, uh, Walk This Way did that with heavy metal people as well. But now it's weird. They really go with that. It, I didn't see that effect that much. You know what I mean? There you, wasn't guys. You know when I say that. You know when I say that crossover happened. It was with the second Public Enemy album, Nation of Millions. It was that. It was this. She watched Channel Zero that sampled Slayer, because I know Slayer. after that happened, my neighborhood was all fucking metalheads, like to the core. Yeah. They weren't even about that glam shit either. They were about Metallica, oh. Slayer. Yeah. You know the hard stuff. Yeah. And when yep. they sampled Slayer, because Rick Rubin produced, you know, the first, or at least I think he all the Slayer well, albums. Also, the the riff in uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn is the guitarist from Slayer. Oh, all so right. They, yeah, they were, like, Rick Rubin was big on that. Cross, crossing over was happening. Yeah, Rick Rubin was a big metalhead. But uh, to me, it was that, in 88, it was that Sea Watch Channel Zero. The, you know, yeah, you know yeah. the song I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. When that happened, the then that was there was no turning back. It was all the metalheads loved. Sonya, even even before that, though it wasn't metal metal, but you listen to that License to Ill album. There are tons of lot, Zeppelin yeah. samples. There's Creedence Clearwater Revival. There was so much classic rock in that that yeah, it it almost was like a gateway drug to fucking rap. People were jumping on. So important wise, I'd go. But I'm telling you, I can't listen to Walk This Way ever again. If I never hear that yeah, song me again, too. It's and I'm talking Aerosmith's version or the Run DMC version I and Fight for Your Right to Party I could fucking you know though I like <laughs> for your right to fight Reggie you know I like that saying. one too I, I actually watched the video for uh, Fight for Your Right to Party uh, uh, remember the, it was like a, it was like a party and they were fucking just making a mess okay. of everything yeah uh, the awesome. one guy I swore at that point was LL Cool J it was not the guy in the Kango the nerd <laughs> the nerd guy that we saw in Zapped was there though remember wasn't he in that in that video no Eddie Eddie Deason was not in that uh, no they were kind of playing that character and though I do here's a crazy deal do you remember Tabitha Sorensen from MTV sure. News yeah the redhead you know that she's the one that they kiss the red haired girl that the, she's at the couch and they put her down and kiss her in oh, that really? video. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, sure. That, like, yeah. That's how she got her start. She almost looked like a hippie. Wow. Like a hippie. They hit her with a pie after that. Uh, yeah, everybody got hit with a pie. <laughs> and then seltzer. What a great time. Point, 
at that point, they were really pushing that they were going to have, and like that video, uh, the uh, what's it called, No Sleep Till Brooklyn video. If you remember, they show up and like we're the band, and they have that fucking record, and the guy smashes it over their head. Yeah. Uh, they were really pushing that they were going to have a movie, that there was going to be a Beastie Boys starred movie, and that never came to be. I really thought they could have done that, because uh, yeah, they they had charisma, as they say. <laughs> Any other any songs that you you have that you want to? Talk oh, I mean, to I mean, my my list would be totally different, but it also would change from day to day. All the songs you mentioned, I mean, I was never a huge U two fan, but oh, I, I, I I would be crazy to say that you know, with or without you or street have streets have no name don't resonate yep. with me. You know, I mean, those are big, huge, yeah, huge were. songs in the, at not, the time. Not- Number one, real life send me an angel right there. Bam. Loves that song. I hate that song. I, I can't <laughs> stand that I know song. song. I, really I can't, can't. Think of what that send is. Send me an angel. Oh, that one. Now. I'm like, you really? Please. Around fucking work, be bopping around. That shit spin me right round. That mean that might be one I, I would just, pick sometimes. Some go go songs that, too. I used to yeah. love the go go's. I like the Go Go's as well. I, I again, there's stuff like if I'm in the mood, Manic Monday might be in there. Yep, there's yep, a lot sure. of songs that just kind of pop Papa in. Papa don't again. preach. I, I I like the video. Danny, I think that I was know, 1990 actually. Baby. Was it? Was it? I yeah. believe it I'm was. You, it might have been 89. It's funny because I actually like like Borderline and uh, Lucky oh, I like Star. That's, uh, that's Borderline's my favorite Madonna song. song. I love that shit. Yeah. I like the video where she starts fucking almost like break dancing with guys in the street. You're missing a really big one, though, with Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah, I'm telling you, as a song, I'm not I don't really like that as a song. I love the video, but as a song, just no. sitting there, listen, listen to Beat It or Billie Jean uh, fucking any time before. I yep, yep. Or uh, <laughs> want to be starting something. I always loved want to be starting something or pretty like young thing. Too. My I joints. Like that. that is a good track. Dirty Diana. What do you think of that? I think that was in the 90s, though, wasn't it? It was 89. Because yeah, I, I, I loved her. It's my favorite Michael Jackson track. I thought it was yeah, in the I, fucking 90, though. That's it. That's it. Let's change this over. We're going to become uh, Michael Jackson block of uh, music. I, I, I love Michael Jackson. We did put, let's it. do that. Let's have some fun with it. Booyah. Uh, Eric, what is your next list? Mine is Top 5 Buffy the Vampire Slayer Episodes. Now, I feel weird doing this one, too, because it's a very subjective list, you know, but, like, these were ones that really stuck with me that I love and can watch over and over again. Number five, Restless from season four, episode 22, the season finale to season four. Do you remember this one, Jim, at all? Which one was it? Restless. Restless. It's where they freaking, you know, they uh, they are put under a sleeping spell and they have to go through this freaking, they're watching Apocalypse Now and Xander has this whole Apocalypse oh, yes. Now one. And the whole connection yes. to the whole thing is this guy who's offering them slices of cheese. Yes. Yep. That is a very, I'm telling you, a freaking, this is the first time you hear uh, Anthony Stewart head freaking sing, which leads to the freaking, you know, the the, uh, the, the musical episode. But yes. this episode is so out there, and I could just, it's almost like watching an episode of Twin Peaks to a degree with some of the fucking dream shit they're having. I love this episode. But number four is Doppelgangland, season three, episode 16. Now, mm-hmm. the thing is, we talk about this one a lot. The one that re- people really like love, it seems, is The Gift, where Charisma Carpenter goes to that other universe without Buffy, and that's when yeah. you see like the vampire Will and the whole town's run by vampires. The one I like is where the vampire Will is brought out of that world to the main world, and they start going, and Willow has to dress like her and try to act like she's a vampire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, I think that is a better episode than The Wish, And I, I but The Wish is where they freaking introduced... Uh, I'll give you a little spoiler. The Wish is my number one uh, Buffy figured, episode. Yeah. I talk, I talk about that all the time. I even bring it up when shit happens 
happens in comics. I'm like, that to me is such a, a great uh, thing. But yeah, I, I actually, I actually forgot all about the other one where well, see, they, the one, they, whenever I talk, out. yeah, whenever I talk about that is what I usually talk about is doppelgang land is the episode where she is pulled out right before she staked in that yeah. episode and is brought to the real world. And even at the end, it's great. Cause they send her back right where she was and she gets staked immediately. But yep. uh, I love that. Number three, once more with feeling the musical episode, season six, episode seven. I actually went through a time when this came out where I could not stop singing these goddamn songs. Yeah, I could sit yeah. down and I just have a good. I love musicals, you know this, and like oh, once I more know. feeling. Except High School Musical, you won't watch that. I keep trying to get you to watch it. You won't. You won't bite. I just feel Troy like there's like certain lists that people my age are put on for watching like High School Musical. That's You're just, past I don't that. Know. You're an old man now. Now exactly. it's acceptable now to watch no, no, High School Musical. No. You're a creepy old man. More, you can more watch of a that problem now. now. You pretend you have kids. That's what you do. I, I'm telling you, I never would have watched it, but my kids watched it. I love it. I should have had top five musicals on this list. Probably should have. Uh, but go on. What is your next one? Number two was a very close one to tie with number one, but I had to go with number two because I do have an all-time favorite. But the Zeppo, the Xander episode, season three, episode 13, where the Hellmouth is coming up and everybody is all concerned with what they're going to do, except for because Xander doesn't really have a part to play in this. So they kind of, nope. you know, pish posh him away. And he has this whole other adventure and ends up saving the whole goddamn town in the long run. And I love it. I love Xander. He's, one of, he's my favorite character on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And this whole like side episode that's just focused on him, it's something I love. I could watch Man, over and over again. I could watch Faith in that episode over. Oh my god! Yeah, and that's the episode where Xander Jesus loses virginity. Right. I, oh my god, that that was a good episode. And I'm telling you, number one, because I'm a guy who like struggles with his feelings, I'm kind of dead inside. This episode makes me ball like a goddamn baby. Number one is The Body, season five, episode 19, where Buffy's mother, Joyce, fucking dies. And it is so well shot. The dialogue is so incredible. And there's nothing really going on in this episode except for dealing with Buffy's mother's death. And it bothers me. And I watch him like, this is so well done. And it, it gets me. I'm actually getting chills right now t- talking about it. I love this episode, and I'm about to cry, man. Make yeah, I, Wow. I, I had mine because I, I was a huge Buffy fan as well. Uh, it's weird, though, because I was going to put the body, and I didn't. Uh, but I actually went classic number five. I put Welcome to the Hellmouth, the first nice. episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm telling you, the minute I saw that episode, and, and really, if you think about it, when Buffy came out, and it was on TV, basically, it was a TV show based on a, on a failed fucking, movie, yeah failure of a movie so when it came out it was it was a joke i mean until people started watching it people were like what the fuck are they thinking and i ended up watching it and boy it really to me it was xander who did it for me i thought he was the coolest character ever even though basically he you know he's kind of a loser he's a lovable loser i thought he was the coolest guy ever and i loved it i loved the whole way they did it they they actually to me treated it seriously in a ridiculous, you know, premise, and oh, yeah. it was really played that way, and I thought it was awesome. We ended up watching this uh, probably two weeks ago. We yeah, ended I, up. I we think were I gonna, watched we it two were, weeks ago too. Yeah, yeah we were going to end up watching it again, and I even got that uh, the pilot with the different Willow and things. Yeah, I, I, one, I don't know what happened to it. But, 
Yeah, it's crazy, but yeah, number four, I have the Zeppelin. Hold on, before you move on, though, I could never have that as my on my top five list because in that you know pilot episode, Xander's yeah. best friend in the world, Jesse, dies, and Jesse yeah. is never brought up ever again. Yeah, his father thing, I actually didn't mind it because, no, they didn't bring it up was bullshit, but even you know the story. Joss Whedon said he wanted to kill somebody in the first episode to show you shit goes wrong. Like, that was to point out, oh, you like this character? He's the main character. He's going to be there. Boom, he's dead. And it really upped the ante to be like, holy shit, nobody's no, I'm safe. Though, Even- no, I, I love the pilot episode. Yeah. It just bothers me that he's never brought up again. And because of this fact, I am biased against it. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's because it's the pilot. And then they're like, okay, you know, Jesse, nobody liked him. Or Best friend in the world. Him. Yeah, uh, the Zeppo is my number four. Uh, number three is the is Becoming Part Two. Uh, that's oh, yeah. one that That's one that makes me actually have some tears in my eyes and that's basically when uh yeah and she kills angel angel actually gets us you know actually gets restored right before she kills him and you know sends right as hell. Does, sends him to hell and it's it's to me it was just a perfect ending to an episode where the whole time he's bad he's i mean and he is bad oh the and worst the worst when he gets his soul back it's right before she has to kill him and it's fucking just the look that he had david Baranis had when he gets staked is fucking awesome uh number two is once more with feeling the musical episode that's great and just to say you you we were talking about uh uh what's his name murray stewart head that, that's his name right Anthony i always stewart head yeah. Stuart had. I always get rough because his brother Murray actually is the guy in the 80s who sang uh, One Night in Bangkok. Reggie, remember that song? Uh, yeah. That one night in Bangkok. That's, that's his brother. So they they have a musical family, I guess. So that, that kind of was a joke song, but I, I didn't mind it. Uh, number one uh, was The Wish, and that'll always be my favorite episode. I love that episode. Anya showed up. Anya's I, I love her yeah. character there. And just the seeing well, how... Heartbreak she died. And, and seeing how the uh, how Sonny would have been with uh, without Buffy was great. And just the... I, I'm telling you, uh, when freaking Giles, when Buffy shows up and basically, like, Find it like you were supposed to be here. You never showed up. It's fucking such good at like that show is so good. I love it. Hey, Reggie, you ever watch Buffy at all? Yeah, my wife uh, actually, my ex girlfriend used to watch it all the time. I think my wife watched uh-huh. it too. But I never watched it with her, but uh, never stuck with me. I was always like reading. Yeah. I, I do remember liking that character Spike, that dickhead vampire. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he, just, he just, just for being such a dick. I liked him half the time. Every time we read Constantine, it reminds me of Spike a bit. I, I think Spike was a, took a took a. Uh, definitely a page from uh, the Constantine book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we move on, though, when you're talking about freaking that, uh, the final episode of season two where Angels brought back the whole thing with Angelus in season two, how big that was. Yeah, yeah. Another episode almost made my list. I wanted to still an honorable mention. It's freaking uh, Buffy's, uh, I forget, I don't even remember what episode it was, but it was season two, I only have eyes for you where they're possessed by the freaking suicidal couple in the high school. And oh, they're yeah. forced to like they're like you know they're forced to be these lovers that like the ghosts were, and at the end they're like snapped out of it, and just the freaking exchange they have, fucking love that episode as well. Yeah, you know what's funny is we're talking about this, and really to me, besides maybe the musical, because Hush is like the most critically acclaimed episode. I really didn't like it. I don't like it. That, I'm telling you, all of season four, I can pretty much do without. Yeah, yeah, and I remember like when that when Hush was coming out, the episode. Uh, people just went nuts even before I'm looking at, I I was just even looking and there are things right now. I looked up Buffy episode. Hush was a masterpiece says business insider. Uh, 
Hush, Buffy the Vampire, perfect episode. It like goes on and on. I really didn't care for that episode. I really didn't. But yeah, I found it boring. You ain't yeah, trying to I, hear I, that. Yeah, I ain't. I ain't got time for that. I like uh, the monsters, but, but besides that, I'm not no go for me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The monsters look cool, but uh, Reggie, I think we're on your last list. My right? last list of the evening, but it is the best one, probably. Who knows? Top five fears of the 1980s, although we all know that really there was one fear, and that was the birth of little Eric Shea. But besides wow. that, uh, there Eric was... Eric Shea and AIDS. There, there was, you know, I, I, that didn't even make the list, and it should have, but I think it really got oh, it scary. Made my list. It should have, but... Uh, I do. Number five, tainted Halloween candy. Yes. Huge fear of the 1980s that had no foundation. Number four, I don't know how much either of you will remember this, but I remember the daycare pedophilia scare. Yep. And there were you. there were a lot of cases, like an an unbelievable number of cases brought against daycares in the 1980s yeah. that, well, this was tied a little bit into the Satanism thing, but not totally. It could also just no. be pedophiles. But let me, let me I just want to name, name just a few. Uh, these are these are all daycares that had charges brought against them. People went to jail sometimes for a decade or more and were released later because all of these things didn't actually happen. They were made up. It was oh, uh, fucking nonsense. Kern County in California, the McMartin Preschool in California, Fells Acres Daycare Center in Massachusetts, Early Childhood Development Center in Massachusetts, Praca Daycare in New York, Country Walk in Florida, We Care Nursery School in New Jersey, Glendale Montessori in Florida, Little Rascals in North Carolina. Little and, Rascals. Uh, well, it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't really, it wasn't spanky. <laughs> and, and I mean, and there and there were dozens of people that Shelby. just people that worked at preschools that got arrested yeah. for pedophilia, like all these crazy fucking stories about like. Kids being, you know, abused like twenty in a room at the time, and there was no evidence, and all this. It was, it was nope. unbelievable how uh, this huge is how that Freddy Krueger's happened. Um, I'm telling you, I remember this, and I remember that because that, you know, I was a little older at this point. Mm -hmm. You know, I was a teenager, and I remember my mom saying that, like, I'm glad I never sent you to this and that and the other thing. And then I, you'd see it on the news all the time, and I really think that I didn't look into it. You probably might know. It seemed like daycares kind of were almost on the way out because of this. Because it, it, it really, really almost killed them. Well, it did bring in, you know, for a long time to open a daycare. Basically, you had to just. Put a yeah. sign outside of your house and yep. say, "Here we is Jim." You were like a, a little bit I had that. your babysitter. That basically yeah. you were more of the, you know. And yeah, you're right. It, it made a lot. Now, of then, now there is like you technically yeah. do have to get like you know some kind of certification, and there's you know all yep. kinds of vetting. You know, my but, mod, my mod just dropped me off at some crusty old lady's fucking mean house, and uh, there's me and a bunch of other kids. Yeah, yeah. that was that was grandma probably. No, no, it's sure? some it lady in another goddamn town. My <laughs> mother used to babysit like seven kids. Say, I think oh, I have some Heath bars. Yeah, uh, I'm telling you, I told Eric the story. Uh, they, she would babysit kids. The one kid, like cream of wheat, my mom thought it was regular cereal. Yeah. She poured it in the whole poured <laughs> fucking milk on it and forced the kid to eat it. Poor little bastard. She tried to chomp on it, and she was screaming at him and stuff. He never liked cream of wheat after that. No, uh, yeah, it's a huge thing. You got you, you look into it; it's crazy. But another big thing in the '80s, I'm sure that uh, both you guys know about, was number three: heavy metal music. Really, oh, yeah. really coming out of, of course, the Ozzy Osbourne suicide solution case, where the kid blew his head off and had the uh, record playing on the stereo. But that yeah. that was that was a big scare. And you know, the heavy metal albums didn't help by having basically Satan boldly oh, on the front yeah. of every album cover. Yeah. I mean, they were really taunting the whole thing. Uh, number two was Nuclear Armageddon. 
Yep. Yep. I don't know if you guys Big were deal. scared of that, thanks to the day after the mini the uh, show, movie on oh, ABC. I, I remember that. Yeah. Did you watch? We that? watched that well, school. Uh, that we is school, fucked up. Like, you what? watched that in yeah. school, dude? Yep, they made us watch it. The day after, the day after it, it was on TV, we ended up watching it in social studies. They have like a special copy that they, you know, I guess the, the ABC or whoever had I'm it. I'm saying the teachers taped it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, but we ended up having to watch it. I was like, I got bored out of my skull, actually. You were aware of the uh, horrors uh, that were waiting. crazy. You probably wanted to yeah. embrace them even then. You were like, oh, please, bring on the fucking nuclear death. Jeez. Like, why are yeah. we doing this? We, Let's just watch war games. Come on, guys. Yeah, really. Uh, what, what's your number one? Number one, and you know this sort of ties into all of them, and you know it should have been AIDS probably, but I put down Satan. Yeah. Oh, Everyone yeah. was truly and actually afraid of Satan at that time. Fucking newscasters had reports. Jim was terrified. Yeah, and, now and, I think and you weren't even. I mean, and man. the crazy thing is, you didn't even go to church. I mean, it was people that hadn't no. gone to church or even been raised Christian or Catholic were legitimately afraid that Satan was influencing yeah. children and the country. Which, if you really get down to it, is pretty insane. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is. And that is not my number one, but it is on there, and I have kind of a t- uh, you know a be all end all of that. But my number five, uh, it kind of happened. I I think it started in the late seventies, but I'd hear it all the time in the eighties. And it's basically that the Japanese were going to take over every goddamn business. Uh-huh. Gung ho. <laughs> and yeah, and it really it started with the the uh, auto industry, but then it, it moved on, and it was weird because at at the point you would hear even you know continuing on but you would have the whole thing of people i don't want anything imported uh american made american grade and shit like that and then people just started liking cheap shit and and they didn't care but yeah to me that was a big thing i heard about all the time now the next one is something that you didn't mention reggie and it was something that was on the news all the time and it's kind of an obscure thing it was the the idea in the toilet Oh, high voltage power lines were going to cause cancer in children. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It was a huge thing where they had news reports well, of these people who live by those towers. Yep. That's what it was. And the then people they buzzed living all the time and da da da. Weird deal. Honestly, every time. There is something fucked up with that because my girlfriend's how she grew up and right near these big old power lines, and there's huh? something fucked up with her. So I think there's some legitimacy to the story. Girlfriend, there's exactly. the thing fucked up. But yeah, the thing about this was is every time I would see these reports, because I would sit there and watch the news with my mom and dad, when I'd see the reports, they really, really pushed that these would cause cancer in children. It was always children. And and we have in Quaker Town, there's a bunch of places. And again, you say to me, high voltage power lines are going to cause that. And I know that there's a high voltage power line 18 miles away. I'm going to think that's close enough. And I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, my fucking armpits hurt. All of a sudden, you're a worrisome Williams. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am a worrisome Williams. I am. And all of a sudden, you know, everything hurts in my body. But yeah, number three, then, is the satanic panic to oh, me. Yeah. Um, where the it's kind of covered with, a lot of things, you know, that was like D heavy dun- metal. It was a lot of things. The Dungeons and Dragons is what did it for me because I was really into that. I was not in heavy metal that much in the, especially the oh, early yeah, fucking video. Dungeons and Dragons was a big Dun- deal with that. Right? Yeah. Had the uh, mazes and monsters freaking TV show. Oh, I love that movie. Oh, Holy shit! Thing, but I'm telling you, they, they even had a uh, quantum leap episode about that and the whole scare about the whole Satanism thing. 
the thing is, though, is of all these other things, I was you know I wasn't afraid that Japanese were taking over, but these other things uh, I was afraid of the satanic panic. I was afraid of Satan, but the D and D thing it fucked me up because my mom saw these reports, and the next thing you know, she wanted me to get rid of my modules and my dice, and that. I was like fucking had to go underground with you this shit. You were like, fuck it, I'm in, <laughs> now I embrace Satan. Yeah, yeah. Now he's just like I but, said. But I, I mean, believe- Jim, you, you, your family. You never talked about going. You know, you weren't a church-going family. It was like you were just afraid of some weird, oblique idea of Satan. You probably made no, up yourself, right? Here's like- the thing. Number one, my dad was uh, at one point. He went to seminary school, but he, he. This is a. I don't even know if he made it up. Like, but whatever. He was a religious guy growing up, and then completely stopped. So I was not a religious. We weren't a religious family. Yeah. To me. The satanic thing was I had this crazy idea that I was going to be possessed. That's all it was. It was just this generalized anxiety of me being possessed to the point where I'd sit there in my room. This is fucked up that I'd sit there and convince myself that, like, I was hearing voices. And it got really (laughs) crazy. You you convinced yourself. It's called schizophrenia, Jim. It's not really anything new. I would sit there and say to myself, yeah. no, don't get possessed, don't get possessed, and get all fucking <laughs> nervous and jerky, and I was fucking and insane. Then he start talking to himself in another voice. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, with my hand. Oh, Listen, don't you just Jimmy. give yourself a circle, 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 dot, dot, you can't get possessed, you're fine. Yeah, well, yeah I didn't know that. No, I, I, I would the have the shot. satanic voice that I would use. It would, be, it would sound like this. I'm going to try to remember. Hey, guys. <laughs> What's going yeah. on? Satan, <laughs> girl. Satan's making me dress up in mommy's dresses. <laughs> I was, if I was actually, I, and it was a generalized anxiety. Like I said, yeah. uh, it was more of just a general idea that Satan was going to take me over. But because you'd hear it all the time. Number two, though, was communism and nuclear war. Uh, How that, is AIDS not on anybody's list? Oh, it's that's only number two. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said number one. Um, My bad. Basically, that was more. There was never a time. I'm I'm not a guy who really worries about a lot of things like that. I worry about myself. Uh, but it was so pounded into you that I didn't know the particulars. It was just this generic. Again, it was a generic. Uh, you know, an anxiety that all of a sudden the world's going to blow up and who knew and whatever. Number one is AIDS. It, it is AIDS. The minute that AIDS came out, it to me. Uh, if you were a kid at that point, you were a hypochondriac as much as I am, and you're told that there's a disease at that point, they had no idea how you got it. Really, uh, people may laugh at points. The joke of uh, I don't want to get it sitting on the toilet seat was because at one point they told you you could get you it could, sitting on yeah. the toilet seat. Or like, that yeah, it could my, be buddy, my buddy saliva, got cancer, sure. and I told him I wouldn't sit on the same toilet seat because I didn't want to get cancer. There was nothing in the world that I was told that if you, if somebody bit, you know, gave you a sandwich, that you might get AIDS. It really was that bad. Especially if it was an AIDS sandwich, that would really, I mean, who increased the likelihood of it if you did that? You're hungry, you're going to eat. But the other thing about it was, in my mind, they also said, "Listen, you could have it for years and know it." (laughs) Yep, yep, and pass it around and everything. Yeah, it was crazy. It was the thing that killed me. And I actually, at one point, and and actually venereal disease in general was a thing that I was petrified of. And my big thing was uh, I was probably 11, around 11 or 12, and I thought that I had a venereal disease and I did think I had AIDS. And because I had a open sore on my penis. Now, that open sore was freaking pretty much rug burn. That's all it was, yeah. 
I had jerked off so much that I had gotten a blister on my dick, and uh, you know, it was it was a sore. Very nice. I had, I hadn't had I I don't even know if I talked to a girl at this point. I, we, <laughs> Didn't yeah. have sex yet, but yet I convinced my mom to take me to the doctor saying I was sick. I went to the doctor. His name was Dr. Shoemaker. I went in. He's like, what's going on? I said, I think I might have a venereal disease. I might have like AIDS or something. And he's like looking at me like, look at you. First off, I'm looking at you. No woman's getting anywhere near you. <laughs> and he's like, well, have you had sex? And I was like, no, I didn't have sex. And he's like, yeah. And he looked and he's like looking at it. And he's like, yeah, just lay off it for a while. And then my now. <laughs> My fear was he was going to go tell my mom, but he was a nice guy. He went out. He actually, the funny thing is, I believe he gave me, like, at that point when you went to this guy, he would give you penicillin for anything that you went in. He actually gave me some penicillin. And again, this shows my age where you actually got the pills at the, at the spot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he Who gave was the doctor? Uh, Dr. Shoemaker. Dr. Shoemaker. He said, uh, to my mom, like, yeah, he has a little fever and stuff. He covered for me. I mean, I, I should have fucking gave him the wink and the the point because then I went home. And again, I had this blister that I was embarrassed. The doctor said not to touch it for a while. I went home and jerked off immediately. immediately. <laughs> stop. I, I'm telling you, I had goddamn feet. I had bad acne as a kid, and I was convinced that was because of the hormones caused from masturbation. That wow. if I, I stop you. If I stopped masturbating, I, my acne would completely go away. I couldn't stop. If you still I didn't stop, it's amazing. I, I was insane with the masturbation. Yeah. I'm telling you, if I would have been now with the internet, holy moly, my head would have exploded. Uh, but yeah, something would have exploded. I don't know about your head. Yeah, really. Uh, but a any of yours, Eric? Any other things that you have fears? No, I think they're pretty much covered. I'm telling you, there was you know child abduction, which apparently I wasn't worried about because I got in the back of an ice cream truck because they said they knew my dad. Yes, yes. Yeah. That was so a big I'm one. Sorry. After Adam Walsh, that was the thing that really set that thing off. Yeah. You yeah, know what was, you know was a big on. scare of the 80s? Whenever the Unsolved Mysteries music would come on, scared the shit out of me. <laughs> scared the shit out of me. And my my thing was uh, my big scare. Side my, too. Mom, was big scare. my mom was gonna call yeah. me downstairs at fucking 10 p.m. in the dark to watch horror movies with her. That's why I don't like them. I was forced to watch them. Amityville Horror. Jesus Christ! Is it actually a fear that your walls are gonna bleed? Because I had that fear. That was a rate with the Satanic Panic. I really oh, yeah. didn't think that shit was going on. I thought the toilet was a, a, a portal to hell, to hell, that's all. Yeah, it's a doorway to hell, the toilet. Now what I see goes into it. I, I agree. Also, crack, uh, crack yeah. cocaine wasn't, you know, I mean, yeah. I, it wasn't as much a fear, but it, it was, to me, it was something crazy. And the way people talked about it was like, I remember the mayor of New was York like at the 89, time. though, like when that came out? Oh, no, I remember, I mean, I remember 84 was really when I oh, first really? heard of it, sure. But, uh. In the mayor of New York City, Mayor Ed Koch, if you recall, that was the mayor at the time, said on the radio oh, yeah. that if you smoke crack once, you are a lifelong addict. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I will say that being addicted to drugs it was one of the big things, but it was weird. Like, you say crack. Uh, crack didn't really hit the Quakertown area at one didn't point. Hit the cues? At, didn't hit the, you didn't no, get the, the cues? Didn't the cues didn't get the crack uh, very quick, and that's why I was going to put drugs, and I didn't because for the most part in Quakertown— Everybody was doing them. 
You, you, well, you had pot in the 80s. There wasn't a lot of drugs in the 80s in Quakertown. Because basically the 80s was known cocaine was, cocaine was, was huge. Cocaine was a big drug, yeah. It was too yeah. expensive for anybody in Quakertown to bother with That's it. Not I, true. I sold a lot of cocaine in Quakertown. Yeah, you, what, in the 80s? In the 90s. No, no. Yeah, you 90s. weren't even alive, barely. You were fucking three. Yeah. I'm saying in the 80s, there was nobody walking around. And especially like at school. If, at school, there was nobody like, hey, you want to do cocaine? Nobody had that money in the 80s when we were there people either sniff glue still or smoke pot uh like later even or like did mescaline okay yeah, or come did, on don't sell these people i don't short. even think i'm telling you that you'd have to get fancy in quicker time for that shit now heroin is so bad but back then like i'd hear heroin i thought you know only jimmy page could fucking afford heroin <laughs> yeah, i'd never hear anything of it uh so i couldn't say that drugs drugs you know the 90s hit and then it got a lot worse around this area but yeah the 80s well if you, if you want to know how tough a young reggie's childhood was when i was in junior high school i would walk home from school and in the in the patches of the sidewalk where they plant the trees where like one square is missing of, of concrete right. in that would be so many crack vials so as to obscure really? all the i mean we're talking hundreds in each thing like they just all rolled into that area and and as kids we would just look at them and like kick them around and break them and you know it didn't really occur to me that each one was somebody's fucking crazy crack high yes yeah yeah so. somebody's it, fucking life. it's funny to me i just realized why i thought it was the late 80s because i was thinking death wish for the crackdown which came out in 87 <laughs> that's why i think i found out about crack yeah yes. it was around though before yeah, but uh, my next list, and I, I think that we'll probably be uh, finishing up soon. So I actually have two lists, but I got to pick between them. Uh -oh. because Eric will go. I think Eric, are no, you I'm done out. your list? I'm done. Okay, I'm done. So this I'll is do, it. We're you, finishing up. Are you up. done your list? So I'm going to go two lists in a row then, and these, these will be quick. My top five fictional bands, and this is something that I love. I love fictional bands. Uh, there are so many of them. I even yep. have like a list of like ten honorable mentions, which I'll I'll say really quick. Like. Marvin Berry and the Starlighters from Back <laughs> to the Future. Uh, one of Eric Dingo's Ate My Baby from Buffy. Buffy uh, yeah. Death Clock from Metal Metalocalypse. Uh, Metalocalypse. <laughs> I can never say that. Uh, one that you'll be surprised that is on my list, Reggie, is Spinal Tap from This Is Spinal Tap. I think that that's almost like a given. It's weird to put that on the list. Uh, but really, one I would that put it on there. Me. I don't know. It'd not be in the top five. It's but if, you, if, you're, if you're throwing our, oh, okay, if you're throwing our it's honorable mentions, you gotta throw it yeah. in there. And the other honorable mention is one that I love, but I couldn't put in my top five, is Sexual Chocolate from Coming to oh, America. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I love that so much. But so my good. list is actually, I, I'm sure you're going to say it's bullshit, but I think Eric will like it. Number five is a tie between Boys 12 from American Dad and uh, with their big hit, Girl, You Need a Shot of B12. And also... Huh. Boys for Now from Bob's Burgers. And I, I actually wrote like everybody's uh, biggest hit, if you want. And that their biggest hit uh, to me, Boys for Now, is I Love You So Much, It's Scary. And also, I'll even throw another one tied. It's Faith Plus One from South Park. South Park with yeah, I remember that finger bang, right? Yeah. Uh, and now I'll go into ones that I really like that people will probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? Number four, the Jesus, silver I want platters. you inside me. <laughs> silver platters. Do you know, Reggie, where no. the silver platters performed? Eric, do you know? Yeah. That is the name of the Brady Bunches, uh, their uh, fucking band that wow. they had 
talent show on TV when they were trying to win money to get their mom and dad a uh, anniversary gift and their big hit. Uh, they played actually the biggest one on that was "It's a Sunshine Day." Uh, that actually was the oh, song. Oh sure, yeah. It's yeah, the song. song that they used to get on the show. That was like their, you know, their tryout. And then uh, Keep On Moving was the one that they did on the show. Gotta if keep, you remember. On, keep on, keep on, keep on. Keep on. And they were doing like that crazy dance and stuff. Uh, at, at points, they even had the, uh, you know, It's Time to Change, the song that they did when Peter's voice was breaking. But mm. they really didn't have a name for the band at that point. So I went Silver Platters. I like. At one point, I was going to have Top 5 Brady Bunch episodes because I'm telling that is one of my favorite shows of all time. I've watched every episode probably 100 million times. Uh. And uh, I didn't do that because I thought everybody would be bored. But number three of fictional bands is... Wild Stallions, Bill and Ted's Excellent Very nice, Adventure. Yeah. To each other, the big, you know, the thing. And how can you not put a band that actually saves the future? Like, they are the biggest or thing do ever. do they? Do they? Yeah, we keep waiting Find for the sequel. Find out while freaking Bill and Ted 3. Uh, number two, this one's strictly pretty much for uh, Eric, is Jesse and the Rippers. I Damn know right. he's a huge Rippers fan. Who uh, is? <laughs> that is from Full House, their song Forever. And one of the big things that I liked about Jesse and the Rippers was when they became Barry and the Rippers, when Barry Williams showed up, who was Greg uh, from the Brady Bunch. And if you remember, Barry took over. It was Barry and the Rippers. And I forget the song that they played, but that became a hit. And Jesse was so mad because everybody went around the house singing it. it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, number one is and, and it has to be number one because Casey Kasem himself had a pretty much a behind the music based on Oh yeah, band. I think I know Zach which one Attack? this is, yeah. Zach Attack from Saved by the Bell with Friends, Friends Forever. Friends Forever. That's my shit. I love that. I love that episode. I just love Casey Kasem with the whole thing. And it was like the behind the the, the music there where everybody ended up fighting and being pissed off. But then they got back together. Ice. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 really. It, it was almost Mr. Really, Madonna. It was the uh, Johnny Bravo, pretty much of Greg in the uh, the Brady Bunch in the Saved by the Bell. It was kind of that whole thing where one, oh, yeah. you know, Greg is the star. Uh, but yeah, that is my list. What about what about others? California Dreams, the 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 Saved by the yeah. Bell about a band? Are not in my list. Uh, any other? Uh, and now again, uh, some other ones that I like. I like uh, the B Sharps on the Simpsons. You ever see uh, the Ruddles? You know the Ruddles, right? Yeah, That's like the Monty Ruddles. Python yeah. uh, Beatles ripoff. Uh, All we need is money was one of their songs. Uh, that was pretty fun. I, I actually like Ruddles a lot. The or... Monkeys. I did. here's the thing is, I love the Monkeys. Though my uh, retarded uncle loved them as well and used to beat me up while singing fucking Hey Hey, hey, hey with, with the, mon the Monkeys. Uh, nice. The issue I had with the Monkeys is I actually consider them more of a fictional than a fictional band. I really do respect them a little more. Like, well, they really I, did become musicians. That was the yeah. thing. At first, they were and, like a joke, but then they did. And the whole thing, the, the reason why I actually put this on was because uh, last week, David Cassidy uh, from the Partridge family actually had announced that he has dementia, and it was kind of a sad story or whatever. Yeah. But the Partridge family, I think, is garbage. I, I can't stand them. I never wow. did. I, I like the bus, and I, I might like Robin Kincaid. There, there you go. You don't I like really the didn't. dooch? We talked nah, about this. You gotta like gotta have respect for the dooch. Yeah, I don't have respect for the goose. Hey. But any other you can think of? Um, no. what about the Jabberjaw? Yeah, again, they were Fucking just a, Josie and the Pussycats? Josie and the Pussycats is a good one. Do you know what their biggest hit would be? Sugar Sugar? 
No, that's the Archies. Yeah, what you know? What their biggest hit would be? Josie and the Pussycats. Josie the, and the Pussycats. <laughs> but yeah, even that, the Archies with uh, Sugar Sugar. There's there's so many of these. I love uh, the Way Outs uh, that were on. Uh, I believe that was the Flintstones, and then they had. Uh, oh my God, I can't remember the band that was. It was more of a singer on the Jetsons. Oh, uh, Jet Screamer. Uh, Jet Screamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where Judy wanted to win like a date with with Jet Screamer. I love. I'm telling you, I love all of these bands. I think it's the greatest thing when a show. Even like like uh, at one point on uh, Saved by the Bell, Stephanie even had a band at one point with that, that Full House. fucking yeah on Full House. Oh, I mean, yeah, right, I was Steph- say. Stephanie had a band at one point. Yeah, almost every show has has that sort of thing happen. But I did like that. But if we'll move on to the last list, this is one near and dear to my heart. I believe Eric will have some uh, say in this one. It is my top five fast food items. And I will start first off. Honorable mention, anything on the menu at Long John Silver's. I love it, but I couldn't think of one thing that I'd like. I have like. never gone to Long John Silver's day in my life. So much. I like a plank and a, a, a hush puppy, oh whatever the hell it is. The coleslaw, all that shit is delicious. So the coleslaw is a very sweet coleslaw that yeah. I love. Love the fish. I love the batter. I like me a chicken plank. Oh, mm-hmm. anything on that goddamn menu. I will. I'll eat anything on the menu, but I put that as an honorable mention because I couldn't really think of one item. But number five, McDonald's McRib. And the, the thing about this, I said to Eric today when I was coming up with this list, it kind of upsets me a bit because one of the things of the McRib, the appeal of it was you couldn't get it all the time. Yeah. That was always to me. That really makes you crave it fortnightly, as they say. (laughs) The problem with the McRib now is you can pretty much get it anywhere. You get it. I I didn't know that. Yeah. Eric, get it at Speedway. I get it at Speedway. Uh, I get it at Walmart. I even like it more. Those two places, I actually prefer those over the one at McDonald's. Oh, but they're not real. They're not the legitimate actual McRib they're just no, rib no, sandwiches just, oh all right yeah you could always you, get those that was a, that was never a new thing yeah not around this part a, mic- uh, a microwave I'm, rib sandwich this is not a fucking I, invention dude. i would end up making them out of encore fucking ribs and then a goddamn sandwich i did the same thing do you guys do you guys them. put the pickle on them like mcdonald's does yeah, love pickle on them well, I, I, couple I, well, sandwiches. the pickle uh the number four Speaking of pickle, I will say it is the Chick-fil-A sandwich, though I will tell you, I don't like the policy of Chick-fil-A. I think it's awful, but God damn it, I love those chicken sandwiches. They rescinded just, that po- They They no longer— they, st- Yeah, they rescinded it because of freaking, the, you know, they were afraid of sales. It's bullshit. They're still, still, still right-wing dickheads, but it, yeah, you know, at least they're yeah. not giving money. Like that sandwich, and I even like the spicy one. And I don't even like spicy shit, and I like it. But boy, that Chick Fil A sandwich with that fucking goddamn fucking pickle there, fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> I don't eat there. Number three, and this number three could actually be number two or number one, depending on what it is and how you get it. It is actually just a standard McDonald's fries, and the me. If you get them like at the tip top shape, like they just do it, they yeah. sold it right. 
be my number one item. They are the best um, fries. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sends me out probably once every couple of weeks to go and just get her fries. And I go and then I get myself some fries and I yeah. whatever. Uh-uh, love them. Uh-uh. Mm, you get some fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love them. I really do. And like I said, if they're right and perfect, you get them at that exact sweet spot. That could be number one to me. But number two is a tie. Uh, I actually, I know it's it's lame to have ties, but I do like the Baconator at Wendy's. Uh, I used to love it. I haven't had it as much lately, but I, I had one a couple weeks ago, and fucking, it was good again. I really do like that. I love bacon. I like the, the crazy sauce they have on it, and it's tied with a pretty standard burger. It's the Whopper. I know Eric will say the double Whopper. You I'm including all of them. That's I'm savage. You guys are... How, how, the Whopper isn't even in the same burger class as a Wendy's. That's insanity. I'm telling you, I do like myself a Whopper. Plus, you, you're also talking to a cheap man. They have Whopper Wednesday, the greatest fucking deal ever. <laughs> Just to hear that Whopper Wednesday, I'm there. Which also leads me into one thing uh, that's kind of a current thing. If you listen to the radio, uh, you know, a lot or whatever, they have a commercial now for Subway. And what is the Subway jingle? What do you always hear? I don't know. $5 foot long. Oh, yeah, they do the same thing at the uh, Burger King. They're pushing. The big thing is now $6 foot long. I'm like, you fucking assholes. Yeah, Yeah, I saw that the other day. Think that that it, they have to, they're going to go out of business now because people now think they're being ripped off because now it's a six dollar foot long and it doesn't it doesn't ring true to me. That's still but fifty yeah, cents an inch, folks. You know, come on. Yeah, it is. But yeah, the Whopper Wednesday is a great deal. But number too. one, number one with a bullet. It's a new one. It is the naked naked chicken chalupa, which I think is the greatest thing ever. It's so goddamn I good. I love it so much. I, I heard that was removed. Really, you, Reggie. Uh, they were going to be just it. limited. Uh, and yeah, it'll disappear the one day. I'll go to get one and it'll be gone. And then I'll say there, it's like shit when they, it leaves Taco Bell. It's like a goddamn ghost town. You don't, you can't even find somebody that'll admit to ever serving it. You know, <laughs> you just, naked chicken chalupa. They won't say, like, oh, you know, we, what? What's that? Oh, you son of a bitches. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> I actually would hope that they're sticking with it to the point where we get more varieties and whatever. Me as well. Boy, boy, I love it. But that is my top five. Any uh, additions or, or uh, lists for you? It was all total crap. That was, I mean, that's a horrible thing. You shouldn't even I, promote these food. I and no Popeye's it. chicken. I mean, you have no standards. It's disgusting. Number KF, one, KFC's better. Incorrect. No. Incorrect. What, what, Eric, any any additions? I know you love the Double Whopper. Double Whopper with cheese is one of the best freaking burgers ever made. I love it so fucking much. Um, I also like a, a Wendy's Classic Double, I think, is also one of very the best good, burgers ever good. made. Yes. I just think it's very generic. That's why I didn't put it. I know you're going to say the Whopper's generic as well. Uh, but the other thing about Wendy's that gets me is how do you, we all like it different. I actually got a triple tonight, but I, I can't eat the bun because I'm on an Atkins diet. There. But uh, I always get it with a ketchup pickle mustard, but I had to get it plain. Uh, I don't like that nonsense so I can't. Eric gets a triple, and it has lettuce and tomato, and I, I don't even and know how to fit that in your mouth. Fresh, That's never frozen, thing. baby. You know what I'm saying? I, I, get, I get it with the full Monty. It's and funny. Also- I, heard, I heard a commercial with Wendy's, and they have to do a little add-on to that, that sometimes in Hawaii and fucking Alaska, it's not fresh. I'm like, oh, why, yeah. why is this added on now here? But, yeah, what else, Eric? Uh, I know you're going to say it's not fast food, but the stuffed crust pizza will always be my number one yeah. pick for anything like this. Do you this. consider... That 
fast food, right? Is that is that Pizza Hut? Yeah, Pizza Hut. Um, yeah, I would. I would not call fast. that fast food. It takes twenty minutes. It's oh, not it does? fast. Oh, then I, yeah. I wouldn't call it that. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't have had pizza. I'd have you. I have had it before, but it's I never, never, I never was in control of any aspect of it. It just was I mean, there in my, in my world. Consider, like you consider Chinese takeout fast food. I might consider it because you can get that in fucking five minutes, depending on what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. but I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. No, no. I mean, we're talking about chains at, at the very minimum. Yeah, uh, in Town, Anytime you call for me, you always get the 15 minute. That's what that's what they always say at the Chinese place. 15 minute means eight minutes. So I'm telling you, I always go like get there eight minutes. I'm in and out. Yeah, if you yeah. go, I mean, if you go to the spot you and get it, you're, you're walking out of there in like fucking three or four minutes. What? I, I thought he said in and out with eight minutes. I thought he was talking. I thought he was bragging about his lovemaking ability. Boom. But we all eight about? minutes. I can't last that long. Yeah. What, you, what, what did you do it? Sixteen times. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, it's weird. We we've had this discussion of whether you know Pizza Hut would be considered you know fast food. That's a tough one because because and, and I'll tell you something. But when you had when you're talking about this, I was thinking to Waffle House, which you know is one of my favorite things. Even though no one should ever eat anything but the breakfast, and that's a yes. place you'll get served. You sit down, you order, you're you're eating in fucking less under ten minutes. So it is fast, yeah, you but. Yeah, but you consider that fast no, food. No, I don't, I don't consider that fast food because it's nothing yeah. wrapped. It's not under a heat Swear. lamp. I'll give Eric the one thing that I do think of the pizza pizza being more of a fast food version of a pizzeria yeah, pizza. Yeah, 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 That's That's what's Tiny getting me. It's like super off. greasy. It feels so like it's been rehydrated. Yeah, if you're talking fast food as shitty food, then, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of throw that in. Uh, any others, Eric? No, that's about it right now. I, I used to. There's a lot that I used to like, uh, like uh, say a uh, a cheddar, a beef and cheddar at Arby's. But boy, it goes right through me now. I got I got to avoid that uh, a lot. I'm trying to think of the other places in town because at one point this might be why me and Eric have the eating habits we do. At one point, Quakertown, uh, Route 309 that we live right on where we were growing up, did have the most fast food restaurants in a one mile stretch of road in the world. It was in the Guinness Book of World Records. At that point, you could not go more than three feet without another fast food restaurant, one after the other. Don't and, blame, uh, don't blame Quaker Town. You guys are just savage monsters that were raised by fucking feral beasts. That's all it is. Wait, you know that you have no idea what the hell. You saw the food pyramid. You were like, what the hell shape is that? The food pyramid. Yeah, really. Yeah, I didn't know that. You're my like, dad. That? I don't know that my dad ever uh, met or ever Your knew. Your dad was a food pyramid. That's why. He was. No idea what the hell's going on. He was a big fat guy. But uh, anything you want to add, Reggie? You want to put a little uh, White Castle burger on there for your? Uh, no, I mean, no. That wouldn't be in my top five. You know, I I have a certain pension for certain you know gross foods, but. Really, you, you you got you guys hit a lot of the number ones. I would have put a Popeye's chicken somewhere in there, and I would have definitely put Wendy's up closer towards the top. Actually, if if I had to think, if I was going to add anything like that, I think Eric would agree with me as well. Like a bucket of chicken from KFC might oh, be no, right no, up no, there. No, no. I yes, take that definitely. I would take that That's way disgusting. over Popeye. KFC is horrible. It sucks. And even KFC, me and Eric both prefer that original recipe. It's that's covered like in cardboard. Wet. I don't like the extra crispy nonsense and stuff like that. But yeah, there, there's. I like any fast food. Really, it, it boils down to me eating anything that I can get my hands on. Oh yeah, nothing uh, stopping me doing nothing. Do nothing. <laughs> <at all. laughs>
nothing at all. But yeah, that that's about it, right? That's all of our. That's things all she wrote, baby. List. I hope everybody liked it. I don't know. You'll have to let us know if this is something we will continue doing. Like I said, if we do it again, we may even like take lists from uh, you know people writing in to get fresh crew and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, thanks a lot. If you hear this and have never listened, we do have a large podcast that comes out once a week. That is the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. You can you know do you know sit sit a spell, listen to us talk comics for twelve <laughs> hours. But yeah, if you want to email us about this, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. And that's about it. Anything else you guys want to add to that? No, not at all. No, that's oh, how good. Do, I don't even remember top, how top we five, end Top five that. ways to leave the podcast. Top five ways. Number one is to hit the sound effect, Eric.